What's up, guys, and welcome to the Electric Senga. On today's show, I have my good buddy, Stakey Boy, Jarrett Williams. Jarrett is a substitute teacher in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And wow, um, we dove right into the COVID-19 topic and how it's affecting his job. And it gave me some insights to what a lot of teachers and um, he's dealing with that I didn't really consider before. And or not, not that I didn't consider it, I just wasn't aware of it. And man, um, what a struggle um, to all you teachers out there, man, my uh, heart. And if I could give you some patience, it, it, my patience goes out to you. Um, not an easy job right now. Um, but Hey guys, uh, enjoy the show and see you on the other side. baby we we live we live stakey boys live what's up man uh, same shit different day yes sir dealing with these uh badass little kids at work mm-hmm. but uh it's whatever mm-hmm. they got me teaching fucking uh sixth grade english oh my and it's over zoom right like all my classes are over zoom uh Bro, it's like, like I can tell you right now, Zoom class is not gonna work. It's not gonna work for like grade school kids. I can already yeah. tell, and I've been doing it for three weeks. Like, dude, no, like literally, we're lucky if we get half the class to show up. Like, oh, there and and what's it's terrible what's, kids like because they like they don't understand. It's I, what I really think it is is like the socialization aspect. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't feel like they get like the social experience, which is what really makes yeah. it harder. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a big part of school, man. Is well, no, school. yeah. And then what do you do with fucking kids that don't have like a, a like have short attention spans? You know what I'm saying? Like you do with like, you like they're just like they're there for five yeah, seconds, like, and you're like in the middle of lecturing them on fucking one plus one, and the next second they're like, uh, what were we talking about? And you're like, it's like you can't make up for some of that. In a, in a Zoom conference. Well, no, yeah, it's like, I'll be sitting there explaining the instructions for like five minutes, right? And then I'll get 20 kids that are like, what are we doing? And it's like, okay, well, you're on the Zoom call, so you shouldn't be listening. Like, yeah, you should, I explained what to do. I was pretty clear about it. You know, half the, class, half the people that are here are figuring out what they're doing. Yeah. You know, there's three of y'all over here sitting around just looking like fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do <laughs> yeah. if you don't want to listen. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and it's not like and we like like a lot that are in like low that are like low income families, right? So mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to obligate you to have your camera on in case you're worried that like you know your classmates are gonna clown you because you're not you know your family's not rich or whatever. But like it's like that's really the only true way to keep kids accountable. And it's like, but you don't want to make that kid like feel like they're obligated to because you know what I'm saying like you don't want to have to have that kid worrying about getting bullied because they're poor or whatever right like yeah yeah there's just a ton of issues yeah that's a, that's that a, I think no one really thought about going in the moment fixes when we probably should have had a better plan going in yeah yeah I don't I don't think there's so 
we can go we can go balls deep in this topic like i think there's a lot of things that um a lot of people did not have plans for uh, like there's and, and some of it's like how do you how do you plan for it and then you go to like like the dude i was talking to earlier he was like saying he's like it's fucking crazy you go into one store and they have certain standards and you go to another and it's they have different standards there's like no real set standards no one knows what the fuck's going on and like what the fuck is that and I, I can only imagine incorporating school into this motherfucker. Like, uh, yeah, nah. It, it, it's it, I, I really don't even know, dude. You're 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 on the ground floor, dude, fighting the battle. You tell me, like, what what's gonna work? Like, what do you do? That's the thing. Like, w- there's like multiple different ways you can try to do it, but really the biggest issue is that how do we get these kids on the zoom calls right like mm-hmm. unless you're lucky enough like as a kid that like your parent is also now working from home right so they can sit in the same room and be like hey go get on your zoom call johnny yeah yeah you know like yeah there's to an extent with some of them it's like there's nothing we can do mm-hmm. and like for attendance right because obviously public school is all funded on if a kid just sends me an email and says, hey, I can't get on, my Wi-Fi is not working, that, yeah. like, gets you there for attendance. And so kids are like, oh, well, I'm kind of there for attendance, so we're good. Mm. We're good. We don't got to worry about that anymore, right? But Dude, that's a slippery slope. That's a real slippery slope. That's like, fuck. You're, you're gonna, essentially, you're going to have a bunch of kids uneducated as fuck and being held back, and then it's, it's like, going to be like a, the machine is going to get clogged. <laughs> you know because like you still have to pass standardized test and i mean that's a whole other thing exactly I was, talking, I was talking to someone about that the other day like i i personally believe standardized testing is fucking stupid but that is gonna that's gonna hang a lot of kids up because they're gonna sit here and they're gonna send in those emails or whatever saying oh wi-fi is not working oh fucking com- i don't even have a computer whatever you know and then turn around tax uh test season and boom can't even fucking subtract one from two you know it's and you're fucked what, what do you do? No, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's part of the problem, too, is right. So, like, because COVID blew up, what, around, like, March? March-ish? Yeah. yeah. February, around that time. Like, once they did that, most schools just went online for the rest of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And since it was so, like, so in the moment, there was no way for really, like, star testing, which is the new form of, like, tax test, right? Mm-hmm. There was no, like, there was no real plan on, like, what we're going to do. So they basically said, like, we're just going to, everyone goes. Like, everyone's just going to get you can mm-hmm. just move on. You're not going to, like, you don't have to meet whatever set requirement we have mm-hmm. for your grade, right? You're just going to, uh. so, like, but this year, right, it's, like, they wanted, like, since we have the whole year with, like, a COVID-type setting, right, like, they're going to have expectations that these kids are going to be able to take these tests and be able to pass these tests, but if we're only getting half the class to show up, that's half the class who's not getting any instruction. Yeah. So how can you pass if you aren't sitting here learning the material working on the material getting better at whatever skills for whatever class like yeah it's that sounds it, like, it's almost impossible to say that half these kids are even going to be able, are going to be eligible to move on and then yeah. you get in the question of okay well if half of them can't pass that obviously that obviously does not mean it's an issue with the kids but it's an issue with the system yeah and then you have the question of do we just keep moving them on anyway but if you yeah. keep doing that right we're going to run into a situation where none of these kids have had to deal with the adversity because like surely you don't need to know how to use the quadratic equation right like yeah most people they take like algebra in high school and 
we aren't we don't use those things in our in our lives right yeah it's a niche group but, yeah but part of it is that it's learning to do the things that make you successful right so like the big reason math is very emphasized is one we need people who can do math mm -hmm. but also learning that sometimes you're going to need to go and ask for help and be a self-advocate right like mm -hmm. these are things that no one really looks at in school but it's something you very much need to learn if you're going to be successful and you look at the successful kids in middle school high school they're not afraid to ask for help they're not mm -hmm. afraid to say i don't really understand it can you come in and do that mm -hmm. and that's another thing where zoom makes it hard is like because if you're on a zoom class whoever starts talking goes up big in front of everybody right whereas if you're in a classroom you're just another little face in the crowd right yeah but yeah. if you're sitting there talking on zoom everybody just has your face <laughs> like you're watching a podcast right it's like yeah. this is the person talking you know it's very very intimidating especially for younger kids who yeah. maybe don't have self a lot of self-confidence you know whatever yeah. it just it makes it's it throws a lot of curveballs into the equation yeah it's 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 never been done before at this scale it's fucking insane like nothing like this has ever been done before and it's like and this you know it's even crazier this is going to impact an entire generation like this this way we are schooling right now oh is, yeah it's going to complete like i don't think people understand like you know through you know you incorporate technologies and things and slowly through time we can adapt and grow to them and there's a lot of other crazy controversy and about technology and stuff but uh i mean like this it's your force fed it you don't have a choice it's like a snap of fingers guess what hey uh this is reality now like there's no like gradual smooth transition into it it's just you're you a train's moving 100 miles an hour and you're standing on the tracks and you're fucking going with that train now and what that where that takes like us and these kids who fucking knows i, I surely just can't go on right like this like you you said it yourself like this isn't sustainable. We're not going to do this forever, right? Yeah, no. Like, see, with like, like I think colleges definitely could get away with doing this because at the end oh, of the yeah. day, if you're willing to waste your money to sit in a class and not yeah. learn anything and bomb out of it, like, that's your choice. But we tell these kids you have to be here, mm -hmm. and it's very difficult to motivate kids to want to do Zoom. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, and it, you know, and some and of them for sure are, but. Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was just gonna say I remember um when I went through boot camp, I remember um there's a, a guy, he said uh, uh I can't remember what the conversation or how it got started, but we we're talking about online schooling. He's like, dude, it's the fucking hardest thing. He's like online college, like if you don't have discipline and um you're not dedicated to graduating, like it is very, very difficult. So you want fucking high school kids, middle school kids, elementary school kids to have discipline to show up on a zoom call dude get out of here that's no wild. exactly exactly no. if college kids can't exactly. even do it how the problem, right? or like, fucking they, they don't understand the importance of it mm -hmm. like yeah. they, they don't realize that, that like it, it matters you need to be here like in la they have a, a thing where like if you're true for so long your parents go to jail right like yeah. So what if your parents are out here, you know, both of them work, you know, 40 plus hours a week? Like, it's kind of unreasonable to expect that those parents are able to call home every, yeah. you know, hour when the kid needs to go to the new Zoom class and be like, hey, uh, Billy, go get on your class, please, please, please. Like, dude, it, yeah. it just, it, there's, it's different problems and, and, and it surely does, I'm, I'm guessing, depend on where exactly you're at and how, like, that state or that city does, like, the requirements for the school. But 
mm-hmm. even like just from what I'm seeing, like the problems are definitely sort of outweighing the benefits almost because it seems like there's maybe a quarter of the class who's really getting the information and you've got another quarter who's there but is struggling because they're in this new setup that they've never experienced before that they don't really understand or know how to make the best of and then you've got this other half that you're lucky if they show up once a week yeah yeah and and um what was i going to say so when this thing first started i'm trying to figure out the right of pronunciation no fuck it uh, Camilla, Camilla will kill me for it, but uh, she. Uh, so my wife, she was going through esthetician, uh, esthetician school um, to be. It's like, oh, a, like yeah, esthetician. There we go. Where you like do like the facials, and then you can get into like some high dollar stuff too, like uh, um, yeah. um, tattoo removals, lip injections, all that cool stuff. Um, but it's a lot of it's like facials and um, stuff like that. And um, she, the level of ed- education when it switched from online because she was there or not online when she was in school going and then COVID happens and they transition to online the the level of education was trash like you can't there's some things you like obviously math is probably something we could do over over a call like this but fucking hands-on stuff out out the window a hundred percent out the window and like mm-hmm. she was like looking at me like what do i do like i don't know what to do like this is crazy like i'm not really learning and i'm about to get a fucking certificate and saying i'm good to go like i'm 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 good and i'm just thinking there's like mm-hmm. i think almost like 20 or 30 people in her class and that was just a day class and then there's a night class so there's like we're looking at like 60 people that just went into the workforce and opened up their own businesses as estheticians and are trash or went to go work for people. I mean, you know, maybe it works out. They get their certificate and they go work for someone and they can learn the trade. Cause some things are, are like that. Like you learn a trade, you get, you have to get the cert. And then when you actually go work hands on the job, it's like, Oh shit, this is like really how we do things around here. So, but I mean, nonetheless, like it's trash, it's trash education. And when, when you start devaluing education, then who the fuck wants to like go to school at all? It's right. Right. Well, and it's true. Like, and kind of going off of that, this is a little bit different, but it just reminded me, like, so our district, right, the district I work in, we we have a rule, right, if you're in remote classes, so you're, you're, you're a Zoom class, you only have to have it for 20 minutes, like, you only have to have 20 minutes where you and the teacher, like, if you're the student and I'm the teacher, there only has to be 20 minutes a day that you and me are on a Zoom call together, yeah. and that's good. Well, a class period is, what, 45 minutes, 50 minutes? Yeah. If you're in my case where English in sixth grade is double blocked, it's an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Well, most of these teachers, if you're in something like history or science, okay, I put the video on, on Canvas or Blackboard, whatever your little learning platform is, right, where they go in to get access to their classes. You say, okay, I put it on there. You can go on there. You can find an easy video for most of those topics. But when it comes to something like math, where you can do it over the setting, but in math, I can't give you a 20-minute video and then expect that everyone in the class is just going to get it because yeah. we've all been through a math class. Yeah, exactly. At some point, you've reached something where you need the teacher to go back and say, oh, you did this. You need to go back and do this instead, right? Yeah. Here's where you messed up. 100%. So, like, when you've got these teachers in, like, history and science and other things that they can afford to give you a 20-minute lecture and then say, okay, there's a video online. Go do that and fill out this worksheet. Like, But when it comes to, like, math or English where, like, you're writing a paper, I need to be able to sit there and be like, mm, see how you wrote this paragraph this way? 
uh, it probably would have made a little more sense if you switched X, Y, and Z around, put blah, 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 right? Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot, it's a lot longer of a process to do the teaching than certain things. And it causes some issues because I've got kids who are like, we're 30 minutes into class and they're like, can we leave? And I'm like, no, <laughs> we're, 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 we're halfway through the PowerPoint. There's still another four slides. Like, oh, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, yeah, I mean, you can leave, but you're going to be sending me eight emails tonight asking how you do the assignment when in reality, if you just hang on for another 30 minutes, I'll give you the perfect explanation and you'll be able to knock it out in 15 minutes. Like, yeah. But yeah. it's just because everything is so, so discombobulated and there hasn't been enough time for people to really figure out what yeah. is going to be a system that really will work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do you, what do you think does work? What do you think will work? Going back to school? Yeah, honestly, like I had a, I had a teacher who was, a, or not a teacher, but a parent, who was basically yelling at me because I'm a long-term sub right right now. I'm not technically a, 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 high, a full teacher. I'm a long-term sub. So I'm essentially the teacher of the class until the teacher comes back. Mm-hmm. And so I show up two weeks in, and the teacher hasn't done anything. Like, she's done none of the, like, lesson plan, like, none of the lessons that needed to be done. So I'm showing up on week two, and all the other sixth-grade English classes are, like, two weeks ahead of me. And I'm like, oh, she so these kids haven't had anything like we're literally two weeks behind. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like, especially trying to do that over zoom is like, okay. When these kids are, you know, not paying attention. So they're coming back every five minutes asking, what are we talking about? And then at the end you're like, all right, does everybody understand? And then half of them were like, Nope. Cause they've been sitting off playing Fortnite or playing call of duty, you know, doing whatever. But it's like, it, it, it's not good. Cause I can see like, as a teacher, if I'm this stressed, I know the people that like, our legit teachers at the school are probably just the same because they're dealing with the same thing, right? Like, and they're dealing with multi, like so much, like so much pressure from the parents, so much pressure from the the principal administration. Fucking, they're getting it from they're getting reared in from every angle. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like there really is. It's it's kind of like it really does at times feel like a lose lose situation. Yeah, like we as teachers can't win, and it definitely feels like the students are not winning by any means yeah yeah but i think it just it really does show the importance of like i think we all need to start just saying you know what fuck it we can wear the mask it's okay maybe we don't need to go you know to a party with 150 people in it in some dude's tiny apartment you know like like i think the problem is is people want the government to figure out everything for them when in reality at a certain point it's on you as an individual yeah, like we can handle COVID, and I don't doubt that. Mm-hmm. But people need to start realizing, like, there's just some things you're gonna have to be willing to do that we don't like to do, right? You gotta eat the shit sandwich sometimes. You know, you don't yeah, want to. A hundred percent. And I think what's happened is a lot of people for a long time have gotten really complacent and forgotten what it's like to be that primitive human being, like a fucking like wild person that has to hunt and kill for their food and survive. Like we're so detached from that. We like, we don't even like, I don't even fucking know what that is anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like what the fuck is that? You know, but that's a real thing. That's a reality. Like there's this show called fucking, I mean, this will go off into a little bit of another tangent, but there's a show called the loan where they put like an individual they put multiple people out. It's a game show where they put them out in the fucking wild for, and whoever can survive the longest by themselves is the fucking winner. And you can't, you can't even do that shit alone. Like that's, that's the whole premise of the show is like, 
you'll go fucking crazy doing it alone. Like we are so like detached from that. It's not even funny. And doing no, it alone yeah. is a whole nother, a whole nother, a whole nother story because we're social animals and that's, that's a whole nother thing, but more or less, like it's, um, it's, it's like you said, we, we, we want to rely on the government to dig us out of this fucking situation. But like, dude, I don't, they don't even know what to fucking do, man. Like they're regular fucking people. Like I've heard it many times. Like these motherfuckers are just, they, they want a popularity con- contest, dude. We oh, yeah. voted them in because they got the most votes. They're the cool kid in class. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they just, they're, they're, they're the alpha chimp, but they're like, like who the fuck are these people? Dude? Like they're not yeah. certified fucking pandemic uh care handlers like they don't mm. fucking know what's going on they're they're honestly like and, and the thing is too is people are like some of them are fucking crazy i'll admit some of this shit that i've heard some of these like governors and fucking mayors some of the stuff they've implemented is fucking crazy but they're doing the best with what they got they don't fucking know what they're doing like they're doing yeah. they're, they're they're working at prime fucking capacity like they don't know what the fuck's going on they're just they're winging it they're really fucking winging it like that's that's my opinion i don't know if i'm right but that's that's really what it seems like Oh, no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. And, like, a lot of people, you know, are saying, well, why don't we have a vaccine? Well, I don't think people realize to get, like, a prescription drug to market by, like, usual standards, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, like, 10 years. And you think we're going to somehow come up with a vaccine for Dude. a virus that we've only know has known has been around for, what, eight months at this point? Yeah. And you think exactly. we're somehow going to be able to just pull that out of our ass? Like, that shows, and that, it out. Yep, and that shows another, like, big, like, thing that like a lot of people it shows a disconnect between people understanding how our government in the west works like we don't we can't just do things at a snap of a finger they go through legal processes and boards and they're approved and yada 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 things beyond my fucking understanding probably too but like it's a process i know that like laws just don't get into in the fucking put bills don't just get snapped into law you know like things are a process and and it's for a good fucking reason and I mean, you're already seeing it too. Like the the government's scrambling to try to get a vaccine out, and they're 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 saying I, I feel like a lot of people are making empty promises. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like um, it's a, it's going to be a process. Shit's not going to happen immediately, and you're already right. having a mass amount of fucking people. And it's even crazier. You're having a mass amount of fucking people say, "Oh well, I'm not fucking taking it." And I'm just <laughs> like, dude, like y'all motherfuckers are a trip for real. Like this, right? I mean, the way I look at it, like, if they rush out a vaccine come the next few months, I- I'm not going to take the one they come out with in the next few months. You give it yeah. maybe a year or two where they've had a year or two to really sit yeah. there and go through and realize, okay, this vaccine yeah. is, like, 85% sure that it's going to be fine. And then yep. there's, like, 15% that you may just absolutely have some god-awful shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. I can take that risk, but yeah. if you're telling me you've only known this thing has been out, has been around for eight months, and yeah. so you definitely didn't start the process of getting the vaccine ready in that yeah. eight months, probably more like what six to four that they've yeah. been probably working on this. Like, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable. But this time next year, who am I to say that they won't work on it so hard that they can really figure out? Okay, this works. Yeah, yeah there's definitely going to be some failures along the way. I I, I could imagine. Oh yeah, vaccine, and then. Honestly, I, I just – I don't think I even have a fucking choice, man. Being military, they're just going to be like, hey, it's in. Uh, fucking everybody show up to this place this time. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, dude, nope. Because all of our shit is like on record, dude. Like when you go 
like when you're military and you fucking they have like a tracker and when you haven't had your whatever shot in so long they're like oh you're uh, you're due for this and like you have the whole fucking force coming down on you saying let that fucking private know he needs to go tomorrow and go get that fucking ass shot today and it's like okay roger that yeah dude you don't you don't get a choice so yeah, I'm kind of fucked, I guess. If if this if they put out a vaccine and it's fucking like it's gonna like I'm gonna look down the road in like 15 years and understand why my kids have like five arms and three eyes and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be able to contribute it back to this fucking moment and be like, God damn, dude, what the fuck? But whatever. Well, I feel like I feel like part of this COVID problem, and this is gonna get real political, but. Uh, I feel like I have a different take than most people, so mm-hmm. I'm going to let this one rip. I feel like part of it goes back to the fact that we've kind of run ourselves into, like, a very poor political situation overall, right? Like, yeah. whether you like Donald Trump or you don't like Donald Trump, like, it's not necessarily completely his fault the situation we're in. Donald yeah. Trump, I think, is very much a symptom of the underlying problems that have essentially been there since the founding of the nation, right? Like, and I know everyone says this, and it's very overplayed, but, like, the two-party political system probably is not the best option for everyone, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think most people would agree that maybe I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, but the other side has some good points, right? Like, Because I'm very yeah. much a moderate, right? So yeah, I see where some of the Democrats say some things, and it, and it makes sense, but sometimes they say some shit, and it's like... yeah. And the biggest problem I have with the Democrats, if we're being honest, is... They don't like to admit some very simple things about the things they want to do, right? Like, yeah. here are these people talking about we need more socialized medicine. And that's fine if you want to do that. But I need you to be willing to admit that your biggest tax base is the middle class, who you're trying to say is not going to have to do anything else, get more of their paycheck taken. When in reality, that's the only way you're going to do it. Because there's no way all these rich one percenters are going to let you pass a bill that says, and to be fair, that's not fair to the one percent. Like, yeah, have they probably done some shitty practices at some point? I don't doubt that. I don't mm-hmm. doubt that. But those shitty practices have probably come with a lot more of hard work and dedication that the average Joe just simply does not have, right? Like people like to talk shit about Jeff Bezos all the time. And I get it, Jeff Bezos may not be the best person in the world. Mm-hmm. But you cannot sit here and tell me that Jeff Bezos is not probably willing to sit there for sixteen hours a day and do whatever the fuck he gotta do to make him some money. Yeah. And yeah. would half the people in this world do it? No, yeah. I don't even think 90% of the people in this world would be willing to do that. Yeah. And there's, I, know, there's a, I wouldn't. Yeah, and there's a lot of, and, and before we get started, let me go ahead and crack this bad boy open. <laughs> so yeah, I think that that's a really good point, man. And you know, a lot of people have this there is this, like, I don't want to say it's an agenda, but there is a lot of people that, like, are really, like, like anti these billionaires, right? Like Jeff Bezos. But Jeff Bezos is a fucking horrible example of, like, these – the wealthy elites or whatever. Like, the wealthy elites that you're pro- these motherfuckers are probably talking about, you don't know them. They're not in that, that, that limelight, dude. Like, these motherfuckers are, like, old money fucking sitting around. Mm-hmm. They're probably those motherfuckers of those those videos. If you see those kids that are like traveling the world and fucking like at million dollar mansions with their new Bugatti, those those are those motherfuckers. But you don't know who those motherfuckers are. Those yeah. those are the motherfuckers that you really hate. Right. But but um, 
fucking yeah, Jeff like Bezos. Yeah, child shit for sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. And dude, but fucking Jeff Bezos, dude, that motherfucker worked his ass off. And and another thing you don't you don't you don't think to consider is like all the jobs he brought you. Like all the jobs he brought the economy before Amazon. Where were your Amazon fulfillment centers? I mean, I I don't know. You know, I I know I worked in fucking FedEx, dude, yeah. and FedEx was a fucking rat race, dude. It, it, it's a tough job. It's not full time, and the the job I worked and it's it's a tough fucking job. And I'm sure Amazon the fulfillment centers are very similar to that kind of uh, the same kind of uh, business model when it comes to their their working and stuff in the in the fulfillment centers. But like I, I, I don't really know enough about that and how much they make and I know they're 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 wanting higher pay and stuff like that. I've heard I've heard that, but you know he still brought jobs that were not existent into the economy. He gave people opportunities right. to work that you know and sometimes the, the sometimes those jobs and, and this is the thing I was talking about with the the guy earlier today was. You know, there's nothing wrong with starting out somewhere like at the Amazon Fulfillment Center, even if you're not making a, like a huge stupid bank. And maybe that's all you do and you work your way up into management and there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. That's totally cool. That's fine. But like back to back to uh, what right. you're saying is uh, with the with the fucking dude, did you see with the Jeff Bezos, dude, did you see that there are some people that they put a fucking guillotine outside his house i think it was like in new york or somewhere they put a fucking guillotine outside this motherfucker's house like these like i hate the fucking rich elites Dude, that's like, like a legit guillotine bro like like i see shit like this i'm like what fucking world do we live in dude like this is crazy this is fucking crazy like and, and no. go for it oh well I, I don't know i think kind of what like that is symptomatic of is that like people really are at this point in America are kind of tired of capitalism. Right. And I can understand mm. it. Right. Like, yeah. like I'm a type one diabetic and I don't have insurance. So I understand yeah. the issues with capitalism in America. Right. Yeah. Like the fact that for me to get the insulin that I need to live, yeah. I take like two, you have to take two different types of insulin a day. Right. Mm-hmm. For like a little five pack of the little like insulin pens or like a two pack of like uh, little vials of insulin. Yeah. It's like three hundred bucks. Like, yeah. Do you know how much it costs to produce like an insulin? And that's like, individual? and that's like life saving. Three dollars. And that's and that's like yeah. life saving for you. That like, if without that, you're you're fucked, right? Just, that's that's right. fucking crazy. But at the end man. Of the day, I realize the circumstance I'm in, and, and it's fucked. But mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here doing nothing, right? Like, yeah. I went out. I found yeah. a job that has benefits. I'm I'm doing yeah. it. Like I'm doing yeah. the thing. You know, people got to understand. Yeah, the government certainly mm-hmm. should have a job to do to make sure that when shit like this happens, we all don't got to worry about like, oh, I can't go to work now because yeah, uh, there's a massive pandemic or whatever. Yeah. And, but at the end of the day, you got to look out for yourself, right? That is the key you part do. of capitalism is that you as an individual have to want it before anyone else is going to be willing to let you have it. You know, like yeah. it's, it's all that. And, and I think people are really like, people are really hopping on like the socialism, Marxism train, right? Where yeah. you're talking about like a true communist style of government. Mm-hmm. And as like a, as a history person, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can say I, I've never seen one example in history where communism has ever truly been what communism should have been, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you can never take away someone in some country's desire to be in a better position than someone else, right? Yeah. And that's typically what happens in communist governments, right? You have the base of society who is all living the same life, right? Mm-hmm. How shitty or good that is is different depending on who it is 
the just the, the things they have available, right? Like, but the government in those situations is you is universally pretty much set up better than everyone else's and doesn't even follow the same rules, right? Like mm-hmm. if Joseph Stalin ever had to get a surgery, he wasn't he wouldn't be getting put on a list today, right? If it was if like yeah. his his Soviet uh if like the Soviet Union in his time was today and he needed to go get a heart transplant. Homeboy would get a heart transplant, but yeah. the average Joe sure. would be put on a list and be like, all right, you got to wait and hope to God that yeah. the people in front of you either die or get what they need before you and before it's too late for us to do something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like socialism itself is a great idea. And if you look at what socialism is, like truly it was made to help democracy, right? Like mm-hmm. Karl Marx says this. is it, it, It's designed for the, to aid democracy and what democracy wants to be. Mm-hmm. But no one at this point has ever implemented it correctly and usually the people who become politicians are at least a tiny bit narcissistic right so they have a natural inclination to support them before they support most other people and that's not all politicians i'm sure Mm -hmm. there are some good ones Mm -hmm. personally if you're asking me like why did why the dnc did not pick andrew yang i don't know i think Mm -hmm. he could have pulled a lot of voters and we wouldn't be in this shitty situation where it's like I got to vote for Donald Trump or I got to vote for Joe yeah. Biden who has dementia. So by year two, he's going to be unable to perform his job. And now I've put Kamala Harris in office. And whether you like Kamala Harris or not, I don't I don't not support Joe Biden's choice to put a woman of color as his VP. I think it was very smart. Mm-hmm. I think he could have picked a better one, though, because yeah. a lot of people don't like <laughs> don't like Kamala Harris. Right. Yeah. And whether those things are her fault or not. That's just what it is, right? Like, you could have picked Maxine Waters, and a lot of people don't like Maxine Waters, but less people don't like Maxine Waters than don't like Kamala Harris, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like it was like, it, it almost seems like the DNC wanted to throw this one away, so that way everyone would be really all about it come 2024, and they can get maybe another Bernie Sanders type. I think it, people don't, like, people are willing to let the Democrats lie to them because their promises are just literally too good to be true right mm-hmm. like like it's not a bad idea what they have but they're willing to let the american people not see what it's really going to take mm-hmm. so that way they'll get the vote and then we're all going to get put in a position where everybody's getting like at least 50 percent of your paycheck taken off because you got to support social health care all this other stuff mm-hmm. and nobody wants that like you know, in Texas, right, we get what, like, a very small portion of our check taken away, and we all hate that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they want to make it sound. Yeah. And, and, you know, a couple things. First on, on the DNC, right, I feel like the DNC is really, like, it, it's been exposed, man, since 2016. Once uh, Hillary's emails were linked, and I saw that, you know, from what I remember, like, she, they were, like, throwing a lot of shit at Bernie, and they pretty, like, they, they it showed how divided they were as a whole. And that's why you had so many Democrats, like that whole party fall apart. And so that was, that was crazy. And then this whole, the, the whole social healthcare thing, like, I don't, the argument I've heard, and it resonates the most with me is like, when you start to give high end surgeries and uh, care to other, to everyone, and everyone has access to these things, which, you know, in some cases, I think everyone should, but how do we do that? I don't fucking know. I'm not the expert, but from what I from the socialized medicine side is when you start to do that, you're gonna you're you're gonna cut doctors' pay, 
and give them more patience. That's that's not going to work, man. <laughs> like you, like you're you're pretty. You, you no, have generations right. of, of right. doctors that you're telling, like, hey, you're going to make less money now, and you're going to have more work. And I know we told you when you're growing up as a kid and stuff that hey, go to college for all these years to earn this degree, and then yeah, now that we're taking that that dream away of you being super successful doctor. So I don't know. I, I don't know the answers to that, man. And I don't know what to do, but I definitely like my brother, he has Crohn's disease and he has to be on medicine. And I'm sure a lot of stuff could be solved if he fucking ate better. But I, you know, at the same time, like he's had like, I think like 10 inches, 10, 15 inches of his intestines cut out. Like his shit's like bad. And like, if, if, he doesn't get the this if he's not on medication or doing what he needs to do, then he's fucked. And I I I don't know, man. And I it's it's like I've tried to tell him too. Like, in it, I wish he would do something where he would get a job where they could support um, um, his his medical insurance or something like that because he's fucked. Like, I really don't know know the other what else to tell him. I really don't. And it's. Yeah, it's it's a fucking mess. It's a, it's a mess from a lot of angles, and it couldn't it couldn't be a more perfect storm because of COVID. Because now you have people out of work that aren't aren't covered, and they have these these dude. What is it like? Two thirds of the country, I think, has diabetes, isn't it? Isn't it like two thirds has diabetes? Like like my my mother in law, man. She's oh, that, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, I think maybe a third. Yeah, I think I think it is a third. I'd assume that probably the majority of that third is not type one. Yes, type yeah, exactly. Like, type two, it's like type two is like later. Like, like if, if, like if, type if, one, if you're yeah. if you're a type two diabetic because you can't put down the, the hamburger, that's not anyone else's fault but your own, right? Like, 100 percent. You got to hold yourself accountable for the decisions you're making. Yeah. Right? Absolutely, no disagreement with that. And it's like, and then you you look at it too, right? Like like social medicine wise, like you get these people on wait lists for very basic surgeries, right? Like you or me, our appendix starts to like, our appendix is about to burst. We go to the hospital, we're getting in within a couple yeah. hours of yeah. going to the hospital, right? To get it cut out, whatever, right? But if we're in a situation, right, where we have socialized medicine, sometimes you run the risk of like for a very basic surgery, getting put on a waiting list that says, all right, you now got to wait a month or two. Yeah. And if the doctor, by the time that month or two is up and you're ready to go to surgery, you could already be dead. Yeah. Right? Like I had a, my German teacher in high school literally told us a story about her uncle that had that exact thing happen. I forget what exactly he needed done, but it was a fairly routine surgery, right? It was nothing like crazy, nothing like, like in America, we'd be like, oh yeah, you're good. You just go to the hospital, but cut that shit out. It'll be fine. Yeah. But because he lived in Germany, who does have socialized medicine, they were like, all right, well, you got to understand there's a wait list. You're put on the wait list as soon as we get all the people that are currently ahead of you, you're good. And I guess that is still a problem with capitalism, right? Because some people have the ability to just be like, okay, let's go to the hospital. We'll get it taken care of. And some people don't, mm -hmm. but I think what people don't realize is both have their issues, right? Like mm -hmm. what are the issues that yeah. we're all more okay with having, right? Are we yeah. cool with yeah. people not being able to get access to the basic shit? Or are we cool with, uh, I can't pay for it. So I don't have access, right? Like, yeah there's not a real good answer it's just which one yeah. do we think we can make benefit us the most and maybe that would be some form of hybrid i don't yeah. know i'm not sure surely there guy. has to I'm be not, yeah you know? surely there has to be a way to to drive costs down 
it to, to some degree. What what I what I was reading too is like um, I, I'm gonna fuck this up, and, and someone will be like, "That's fucking wrong." They're gonna listen and fucking call me out on it. But it's it's something it's something to do with like we sell a lot of so we we create a lot of medicine here in the U.S. and sell to all over the world, and. And what baffles me is when I heard that is how is it we sell it to other people at a cheaper other countries at a cheaper cost and they can fucking um, and this is where I'm probably fucking this up a little bit but we can sell to other countries at a cheaper cost and they just take the patent and they rename it fucking whatever brand for that country and sell it to their citizens or it, it gets flushed into their fucking socialized medicine systems but for us like dude the the pe- the country that made that medicine we it's the most expensive like the, the, we can't even get it to our fucking people because it's at a cost that's almost impossible for people to buy and then one more thing too you know i i can't remember who i heard this from but someone said oh i don't feel like you know your job should be um you should be tied you should have to get a job to receive health care like oh, they hate the idea that health care is tied to your job and then you know, at first I kind of entertain that and I, I get what they're saying, but at the same time, like, dude, then what the fuck are you going to do? Like, it's, it should be an incentive. Like you need to work, you need to work. Yeah. Like, you need to bring value to the country, value to your community. If you're not doing that, then, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, no, I'm totally, no, I, no, I'm totally with you. And I really don't know where I stand on that. Cause like, yeah. Part of me is like, yeah, if I'm having to sit out here and go bust my ass and yeah. I'm doing all this shit to make sure I can get the things I need, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel fair to me that someone can sit back on their ass and do whatever the fuck they want and get the same level of coverage as me. Like, yeah, I, I just don't see how that's fair to the people who are willing to go out and bust their ass and do what they yeah. need to do. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like, it's, it, it, it's tough, right? Because you can never, you can never come up with an answer that usually is 100% effective because I think there are always variables to things that you just either don't think of or they're not surface level enough that you're not going to realize it until you're in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's part of the reason too. getting back to what you were saying earlier, right? Like government does things slowly and there's a reason for that because mm-hmm. if you rush it, it's not going to be effective. It's going to maybe cover a little bit, but you're going to have all these other issues that now pop up because you didn't think of an effective plan because you didn't think of all the variables. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a very, it's a very difficult situation. And the problem is we all want easy answers, but yeah. In government, there's never easy answers, right? And well, then you run the risk of like giving people stuff because literally all government is is the allocation of resources. That's that's all they do. They allocate resources. So mm-hmm. once you give people something, though, like once once the uh, the government created social security, they were never going to be able to get rid of that because everyone now expects when I hit sixty six or whatever, I'm getting my social security. I yeah. put my time into that. I better get it. And we're, and you, me, all of us, all of us people, millennials and younger are in that situation of well, we've grown up hearing so, social security is going to be empty by 2030. Like, yeah, that's not good. Cause we're all sitting there like, Oh, well we've been paying yeah. into this and we're not going to get it. Yeah. I definitely, I think their FDR definitely had a different vision for when he implemented social security for sure. Like it was, there's a lot of little issues that have gone through that, it's, 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 I mean, I, I mean, if you like, we're talking like the founding fathers, man, like they, I don't think they, they envisioned like what, if we were to ask them what capitalism meant to them back then, you know, that's a fucking different thing. Like if we would have told them like, yeah, we have a, a Ford motor company worth billions of dollars. 
they, they, they would have shit their pants. Or you talking to them about Amazon and all these multi-billion dollar companies and oil, gas, and blah, blah, blah. Dude, they would have been like, holy shit. It's like, like they, like, what government was, and, 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 and at that too, like, no one, no one really back then gave a shit about government, like the normal people. Like, it didn't affect average Joe's. Government was like economics and business and a bunch of other shit. But now it's like a whole cultural thing that affects everything. And everything's political now. And it's, and it, it affects, they're all like, it's all meshed together. It's, it's an insane, insane thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know the answers, man. I have no fucking idea what to do with, with, with when it comes to uh, healthcare and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm the last person to ask too. Like I, I, I see, like you're saying, man. You look at the benefits of some socialized medicine, and you see the the benefits of how it works in the capitalist um, economy. And you know, there's there's pros and cons in both. And um, I, I don't fucking know what you do there, but there has to be some middle ground. There has to be some, some, something to do. Something we can do. I, I just don't know what the fuck that is. Right. And that's the thing. You know, everyone loves to read the uh, title of a CNN or Fox News article and be like, oh, I know exactly the whole situation and everything that's going on. But yeah. people don't realize it was like, you'll get a lot more information if you just sit there and listen to whoever the fuck is talking. Talk. Yeah. Like, like it, it's very unfair to Donald Trump. And, and I don't like Donald Trump by any means. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he is the president. So I feel like. I should at least be willing to sit down and listen to what he's saying, right? Yeah. And it's like, people don't do that. They don't go watch Donald Trump press conferences. What do they do? They either hop on Fox and listen to what Fox yes, has sir. to say about it, or they hop on CNN and say and listen to CNN say whatever they have to say about it. And both of those say 100% different things, right? When in reality, they're only focusing on parts of what he said rather than the whole. And it's yeah. like, you cannot learn anything, and you're not a lot, and that doesn't help any of the citizens of America, like, make a true decision on what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And I think a big problem is that, like, people just don't like Donald Trump. And so they're yeah. not willing to sit there and say, I'll go listen to whatever the fuck this, this guy has to say. Yeah, yeah when, that's, that's... And I'll just get it from someone else. Like, yeah, that's a huge fucking issue, man. <laughs> like, like in, in coronavirus, I feel like it's made it fucking worse, man. Like, for real, like, we are so afraid to go outside now like and do things and be outside and go shopping go eat we're all separated like we don't and and we 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 look on the tv and what do we see we see this like this total divide in our country and i speculate Mm -hmm. a good amount of that's not fucking true actually i i actually believe that we're not as divided on issues when it really comes down to it i think there's things we may not 100 percent agree on and that's fine but I feel like we're pushing more into a world where you don't knock on your neighbor's door and say, hey, what's up? Um, I'm Mr. Tallman. I live right behind you. What's going right. on? Anything? What's up? I'm here. Um, you know, we have become very um, secluded. What's the word? Is that is that it? Like, just like we, we, we're not commu- a, a community anymore. We're, we're it's in. We don't listen. Like you said, dude, we don't fucking listen no more, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. And how and how the fuck are you ever supposed to get anything done or understand anything if you don't listen to people? You know, like I don't know everything. I don't I'm I'm a right. fucking, I'm a fucking idiot, man. Like I don't know anything. And the the most inspiring and meaningful conversations I've ever had in my life were the ones where I talk things out and and 
and sat right in front of someone and, and communicated. I don't I don't know how to articulate it on any better, but like the the where the work is done is face to face. You want to you want to solve problems with race right. in this country? Um, go fucking sit down with with an African American family and see why they fucking think the way they think, dude. Someone told me the other day they're like. They were talking about like, oh, my fucking dad's this, my dad's that. And the guy said he told this guy, he's like, well, dude, if you have a fucking problem with your dad, you need to fucking sit down and talk to him. Figure out why he fucking thinks the way he thinks. Figure out why he's a fucking racist and he's he's this and that. Yeah. Like, dude, you're not going to figure anything out if you just stay secluded in your little bubble and you watch Fox News, you watch MSNBC, CNN, and you're like, fuck Trump, fuck Biden, I'm scared, fuck everybody, I'm not talking to anybody. Dude, that, you're, we're, we're, I, I am... I'm terrified that a lot of people are are not willing to put in the work, man, to talk to people and figure this shit out. And we got to come together at some point. We really do. And I think we're on the horizon of it. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I think there's a lot of people moving towards dialogue and wanting to talk this shit out and, and get things on the right path. Well, it's important, right? Like, there's like, like, like you can't just expect that. Like, I feel one way about this issue, and you feel a different way, and we're trying to figure out like what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. People gotta realize you gotta give some stuff up to get some stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. the best compromise is when no one leaves the table happy, right? Like, yeah. you all get something, but you both feel like you left something on the table that you could have got more with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we cannot expect that anything we do is 100% gonna benefit just us, right? Like, yeah, you're gonna have to give something up to that other side. Yeah. which we clearly don't want to do. And people don't like Bill Clinton, but shout out to Bill Clinton. At least that motherfucker knew <laughs> I got to give the Republicans some shit before I'm going to get some shit, right? Yeah. And to me, like, Bill Clinton was the last, like, good president. Now, were his actions great? Surely we all probably agree, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. But if you look at the things he did politically to form of unity between, like, both parties, and things got done. People got help because everyone was like, you know what? We can get on board with this. And over the last, you know, 20 or so years since he's been there, we've just gone even farther away from that. And it's like, wh- why? Why? Like, wh- why do we all have to be so concerned that we have to get 100% everything we need? At a certain point, you got to just be willing to give some stuff up. You're not going to get everything you want. Yeah, but you can get some of the stuff you want, maybe the stuff that is most important. And you can get rid of some of those things that, yeah, it would be really fucking nice. But at the end of the day, is that going to make a huge difference? No. Okay, be willing to give that up. Say, you know what? That's not that important. I can I can live without having that if you give me this. But we just don't seem to want to do that. We just don't. Hold on, one one. Give me just. So I want to get your opinion on this. Oh. Give me just one second. Sorry, my 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 internet was like. Saying like, hey, your fucking internet sucks for whatever reason. Hold on. And we should be good. All right, what's up? Sorry about that, but uh, you know, so I was not, I'm, I'm curious to get your opinion on this because I, I feel like this is probably the biggest topic that seems to be going around right now. How do you feel about this whole defund the police? 
because I feel like I, I fall in a weird position relative to most other people, right? So I just want to see, like, what do you think about it, right? Okay. Well, I'll try I'll, – I'll, I'll tell you from this perspective, right? Okay, so my wife was telling me the other day, she was like – she read, like, something off to me. She was like, so, yeah, I was reading this post, and, like, what, what are your thoughts? And it was, like, something along the lines of, like, why are we able to go into other countries and start wars? And I can't go out in the streets and, you know, you know, start doing, um, start wars in my own, my own streets here in Detroit or wherever the fuck. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. Someone that says something like that obviously knows nothing about fucking war and violence and being military. Let me tell you something. (laughs) You don't fucking want fucking war in your backyard. Like anybody listening, you do not want fucking war in your backyard. It's fucking stupid. It's really stupid. It's something you really don't want, and it's you probably have never had your ass kicked. I've had my ass kicked. I've been I've been beat up before, and it's not fucking fun. I'm gonna tell you straight up. I've been choked the fuck out. That's not fucking fun either. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'll, I'll set this I'll set this set the stage like that, and and I'll say this like dude, you've probably heard this um, um, before. Like um, if if you keep up with any like martial arts or anything like that, like uh, uh, Gracie Barra is great great um martial art um uh, how, how do you explain it great, great they're brazilian jiu-jitsu um they're like one of the top tier like places you can go to learn uh jiu-jitsu and they they've done a lot of awesome stuff for military and police um like as far as like i think they have like a tactical class that you can take and stuff and i think um you know we've we've grown now before i jump into the martial arts bits of things I'll say just one thing on it is police are not trained. They're not fucking trained uh, as well as they should be when it comes to detained police. You know how I fucking know this is because fucking George Floyd should have never been fucking choked the fuck out like that and fucking died. Period. If that officer would have been trained and I I believe I can't remember his fucking name and it doesn't really fucking matter, but that dude uh, obviously didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And he, um, I think he'd been on the force for a while. He wasn't like a, a rookie cop. I think he had some rookies with him, but he wasn't a rookie. So that shows me this guy, he's he's been a, a police officer for a while, and he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing when it comes to detaining someone. So that's super concerning to me. Now, here's here's my big thing, right? So it's very easy, and I, and I get it, and I understand. It's very easy for people to say, um, defund the police. I don't know what they mean when they say that. I'm not sure what they mean, and I don't think they really know what they mean. But when people say defund the police, that's that's kind of concerning to me because that's someone that that that's that might work in a cubicle or be someone that doesn't work in a job where circumstances can be life or death. Now, from a military perspective, right? So if we so there's toxic people, let's get one thing straight, and I think everybody can agree to this. I think you can agree to this. Anywhere you go, you're gonna have toxic people whether it's in an office cubicle, whether it's in the Amazon fulfillment center, the military, the police, you're going to have toxic people. Now, how do we mitigate that? That's probably per industry to decide how they handle and discipline their, their staff. Right now, let me tell you something when you, and I've seen it firsthand, when you have toxicity in, in the military, when you have a, a toxic unit, it can be the difference between life or death. Now I can I can imagine if you have toxicity, if you have a toxic work environment in a police department or a county, 
It can be the difference between life or death, people getting shot in the street, um, uh, just bad shit going on, crooked cops, you name it. I can imagine those things taking place because I've seen um, things that weren't right happen in the military before because it was toxic work environment. And they can be the difference. Like I'll say it one last time, life or death. Now, if you don't, if you work in a cubicle and I'm not justifying this, if you work in a cubicle and there's like some, um, someone making sexual slurs or saying dirty jokes or, um, you know, um, not showing up to work on time. This, this is a perfect one, right, dude? Cause I, I fucking, I not showing up to work on time in, in my line of work. We'll get your ass cussed the fuck out real soon. I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you why, and I'll break, I'll break it down and then I'll, I'll hand it back to you. Um, so if someone, if Joe doesn't show up to the office on time, no big deal, right? He doesn't show up. He's, he's, and, and I've seen it. I've worked in offices. I've been a civilian and worked civilian jobs. I've worked in sales offices and, and shit like this. And I know those motherfuckers, those motherfuckers that show up like five, 10 minutes late. And then when they do show up, they get their fucking coffee. Then they get to work. And they're, by the time they actually sit down and start doing anything, they're like almost 30 minutes to an hour fucking late. And it's an everyday thing. No big fucking deal. No one ever says anything, dude. I know those motherfuckers. Well, in my line of work, when you fucking do that, let me tell you how that ends up, right? Uh, and I, I tell fucking soldiers this all the time. We go down range. We're fucking getting attacked. Fucking enemy is coming at us, fucking blowing us up. And you decide not to show up on time. And I'm down a gun, a gunner. Guess what? I don't know if I can effectively move, shoot, and communicate and fucking get everyone home okay because you fucking decided not to show up okay. So it becomes a thing, and it becomes super fucking serious especially when it becomes a habit in my line of work when when a soldier doesn't show up to work on time and i take that super fucking serious man and Mm. and now to relate it back to police and i'll hand it back to you is when they have some toxic shit going on in their line of work dude you're gonna have shit like george floyd happen so the defund the police thing it's either one or two things it's either because i don't know what the fucking police budget is and i'm sure it varies fucking county to county city to city but it's either one or two things either it's a mismanagement of funds or it's not enough funds but these motherfuckers are not trained right and i'll and i'll and i'll hand it back to you sir i, I don't know so like when we talk about like defunding the police right like you look at like like i'll say this like me personally I, I do not like cops and that's just me right like yeah but but i do understand like having the cops around Mm-hmm. It does have a value, like it benefits us, right? Like, yeah, hundred percent. We're sitting there, and you, you, me, and a couple of our buddies, we're we're sitting there, we're up at Boomers or whatever, right? And we're all, you know, we're just up there for drinks, and then some jackass wants to walk in and start shooting the place up. It's nice to know that if none of us brought a gun, we can at least get on the phone and try to get somewhere where we can be like, hey, can y'all motherfuckers get down here and uh, make yeah. him shoot this motherfucker or <laughs> yeah. use him, you know, get yeah. him to where like. I don't have to worry about not going home tonight, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think kind of going back to what you were saying, like now there are certainly some police departments that are certainly overfunded. And I saw this on Twitter the other this was probably a couple months ago. It was an LA police car. But do you know what model this car was? Mercedes it was a fucking man. Lamborghini. Get the fuck. You can't out even of put no one in the back of the Lamborghini. Get the Why fuck do you out need of a Lamborghini? That benefits you in no way. And that's yeah. at least a, um, you know, a seven fifty eight hundred thousand dollar investment. Like, if you're gonna give these people these big budgets, yeah. and I think some places, that, like, 
if you're in a big city like LA or a Dallas, right? Like yeah. those police departments are probably going to need a pretty fucking big budget because there's just so much area that they have to physically cover, right? Absolutely. But it's like, okay, if, if, if you're spending almost a million, a million, maybe a little more dollars on a fucking car, essentially just so that car can really look good, like, I, like I don't see how in any way a police department needs a Lamborghini. That doesn't make sense. Why you would need that? I don't know. What does that do for you? And you got a cool looking cop car? Well, who the fuck cares, right? Like, it seems to me that police departments, in terms of funding, some of them, I think, spend it in the wrong places. And, and I'm not one of those people that says we need to completely get rid of the cops. Personally, I don't like the cops. It's not. I've yeah. never had a good interaction with the cop, which is very surprising to me, right? Because you figure, like, and this, this might make me sound really racist, but I promise I'm not, people. It's like, you would think, like, me as a white man, I would have some pretty fucking good experiences with the cops, right? Like, mm-hmm. if we're talking about, like, things in terms of, like, white privilege, right? Like, yeah. But most cops that have ever pulled me over have always been dicks to me. So, oh, I'm yeah. like, mm, well, I don't really fucking like the cops. But yeah. at the end and of that's, the day, and knowing that's... that if I'm not in a position to be able to protect myself, there's someone who I can, hey, <laughs> can you come help and, me? <laughs> and, I, and I think a lot of that, too, man, is there's there's a big disconnect between what a police officer is and how he interacts with the community and how the community communities perceive police officers. And I'm the same way, man. When I see a cop dude, like I'm looking at the speed limit. I, I get nervous, man. Every time I, I had bad run-ins with the cops when I was, when I was younger and I didn't, they weren't good. They weren't transformative. And I told someone recently, I was like, dude, you know, I was a shithead. I deserved a lot of the shit I got more or less, but you know, it would have made a huge difference if just one of those cops that was being kind of a dick to me when I was going through a lot of shit would have just grabbed me and been like, hey, look, like, you're going down the wrong path. You're a good person. Just do the right fucking thing. Just, the, you don't have, I, and I don't even know if that's right. The, the right thing to have said, but it would have been more transformative than just harassing me and being a fucking dickhead to me all the time. And if police officers were more embedded in our community, and we knew like, and, and, and this also goes to say with like mayors, city council members, they could get on this shit as well. But like, if a police officer like lives in your neighborhood and like, like we were talking earlier, like how you don't go knock on the door and say, Hey, I'm John Smith. How's it going? I live next door. Um, if you ever need anything, come see me. Same with police officers. If police officers made their presence known and were like, Hey, you know, want to go, uh, if, if you guys ever want to go for a ride along, and this is where I said city council members and mayors should do too. Like they should get behind the wheel with these guys and see what they fucking have to deal with and understand maybe why they interface and interact with us a certain way, because there's a huge fucking disconnect, man. There's a huge disconnect between us and them. And it shouldn't be an us and them mentality. We should look at cops. Someone said this to me the other day. They're like, when you look at a cop, you should be like, holy fuck, that's that's a cop. That motherfucker, like, that's a bad motherfucker. Like, some people look at, like, army rangers and special forces. People should look at cops like, dude, that guy had to work to wear that badge. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, that's a cool, that's, like, kudos to that dude for making it. But we we have a, a different reaction. We have, a, like, oh, shit, the cops are here. Like, like fucking throw that shit out the window, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's, that's sure. how we, it's, like, it's we there's a there's a disconnect man and we need we 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 need to fix it and i think that is something that is totally doable very easy well it's not easy but it's 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 a lot easier than figuring out social medicine 
Listen, right. No, certainly. I think I think it's a, a lot more manageable. A lot yeah, more manageable. No, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. And I I don't really know what it is. And this may be me thinking that this is just a simple fix because of the things I do and have liked to do uh, in my life, right? Whether that be now or in the past. But like, I really feel like probably one of the biggest issues with police that is somewhat of an easy fix is I honestly think the U.S. should really adopt a model more like Portugal or Sweden where you don't have to legalize all these drugs mm-hmm. but decriminalize it and just because you've had some shady stuff happen in your life and now you're addicted to heroin or whatever it may be, we're not going to throw you in jail and then make you just sit there and basically cold turkey get off it only to whenever your your get out date is mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, I can go hit up my my heroin dealer again. I'll go get some more, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's not so much defund the police, but I think we should start making prisons not a private company. Like pri- oh, prisons yeah. should not be privately owned. Yeah. If you look at like the majority of people, right? And I'm sure you probably agree with me on this, or it sounds like you agree with me. So I'm sure yeah. you're you know going to be 100 percent down with what I'm saying. But it's like, it, yeah, we're capitalists, but prison should 100% be a state and federally run thing. Like 100%. they should not be subcontracting this out to people because Absolutely not. then you give incentives that we need people to be going to jail. When in reality, we want as few people going to jail as possible because the less people we have in jail, <laughs> the more people we have who are potentially out there to make, make, make the world better. Maybe the next person who can maybe get their life on track and go back to school and maybe, go work on some big health benefit, like health revolution, right? Like mm-hmm. we need to understand that like drug addiction and things like that, like it's the same as being like addicted to alcohol, right? Like mm-hmm. the only difference is alcohol is legal. And if I walk out the bar, with, you know, I walk out on the bar patio with a beer and nobody's like that not, but mm-hmm. what if this is my 100th beer today? That's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that is just as much an, I- an issue as the dude who, goes home every day and is just getting fucked up on a drug right like yeah we need to look at it for what it is and it's not a, a criminal issue it's a personal like it's a personal issue right like people need people struggle to deal with things right like and i know I, i've gone through a lot of shit right that i did not deal with correctly and looking back now i can see that but a lot of times when you're in those positions maybe that drug is the only thing that makes you feel better and so mm-hmm. What else are you going to go do? You're like, this is all that works. I'm going to go try. I'm just going to keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we would just decriminalize drugs and put all of the contractor money that is getting put into private prisons, mm-hmm. into rehab, and these things that are much more likely to benefit these people and do what prisons are supposed to do, right? Because the mm-hmm. idea of prison is like rehab for whatever is wrong with you, right? Like you like to steal cars. It's mm-hmm. rehab for you stealing cars, right? Like that's the idea behind it. When I think drugs is probably a, probably one of the greatest portions of people that are in jail is due to drugs, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay, but that problem is a lot different from stealing cars yeah. or murdering people. Like, it's very much different. And I think that is part of the reason, like, especially with weed not being legal. And I know a lot of people are on the weed bandwagon. And apparently the federal government's about to vote on it, supposedly, in Congress. You're lying. Where it would be like, no, nah, supposedly, like, it was supposed to be in September, but now I'm hearing it's on, it's in October. Like, it's a bill that's, like, in, in the committee, like, it's ready to go. They're working on it. And it would be, like, 
decriminalization, legalize it, and it would be the government, the federal government would just get a 5% tax on all sales of what? weed-related things. Yeah, but think about it. But think about it, right? Like, weed, legal, weed legalization is the best thing the federal government could do for itself right now, in my opinion, and here's why. Even if they're only ta- – think about this, right? Let's say, you know, a gram is $10, right? Mm-hmm. You add a 5% tax to that. What is that, like 50 cents? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that that people who like weed would not be willing to pay that 50 cents on every $10 or whatever that might be, like very you small said, increase. You said that. you said uh, $10 a gram, and you said 5%? Yeah, 5% tax. Yeah, it's it's like 50 cents. Right. So if you're you're telling me the math that right. like, like I'm sure you know people who like to smoke weed. I know I know people who like to smoke weed. Do yeah. you think those people would really care that much if they were spending they fifty extra cents for every ten dollars and they didn't have to worry about going home they and the cops see. pulling them over and being like, "Oh, here's your ticket. Oh, you got yeah. some. You're going to jail." <laughs> like, yeah, think about um, it. There's I, just so I, many I benefits. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, but if we just decriminalize things and we switch the money from you're in prison to you're in a rehab facility that has the ability to get you to see maybe why you're using a drug and what are ways and help you get off of that and then to deal with the problems you have in a much healthier way, I feel like society as a whole will just take a whole uptick and we'll be on a much better projector. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, – dude, this is my, my – I probably have the more liberal stance. Like I honestly – like when you said like personal accountability, um, you know, like – I, I take more of the stance like legalize all of it. Like, I mean, like if you're, I mean, I can't do drugs. I can't do anything. I'm in the fucking military. It sucks. Um, but it is what it is. And, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't really suck. It is, it is what it is. I, I love what I do, but, um, I, I don't see a problem with it. You know, um, I don't think if you legalized everything too, here's the thing. If you le- like, dude, this shit's already legal, man. Like this shit, this shit's legal. This shit's fucking deadly, dude. Like I don't drink. Mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm a, I'm really only drinking for, for this, to be honest. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not, it's not my thing. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of people go through the ringer drinking and, um, I've had some friends, uh, you know, just fuck up their lives due to it. So it's just not for me, but with drugs, if you legalized in my, in my mind and, and, and I'm a fucking idiot, but if, if I, if in my mind, if you legalized all drugs, like, I don't think you're going to have people just being like, dude, you know what? I'm gonna go out and get some fucking heroin, dude. Fucking, they just legalized heroin, bro. Like, dude, let's go. Like, let's go shoot up, bro. Dude, like, like I just don't see that being a reality. I think you might have a few outliers. I think, I yeah, think you're gonna have that. But you know what's, you know what's gonna open up markets for? It's gonna open up markets for people to open up facilities where they can tell people, especially homeless, that have a huge. That's I think a big bulk of your drug addicts are on the streets you're gonna you're gonna start opening up uh, avenues and businesses for people and and what a fucking amazing way to you know make a profit at all by benefiting your community by opening up a business that fucking says hey um we're gonna let it's it's a homeless shelter and you guys are gonna be able to come in here and shoot up and do drugs in a safe place instead of out in the streets where you get fucked up and you're in fucking the north the northwest or wherever or the north uh the fucking chicago detroit somewhere somewhere where it's fucking freezing cold and you got some yeah. method that shoots up on the street 
gets fucking knocked out on heroin and fucking falls asleep, nods off, and then fucking wakes up wakes up dead because he fucking froze himself to death on the street because he was mm-hmm. on so much heroin. Like you'll eliminate so much of that, and you know, and and you're gonna have so many, and you can you can implement programs and stuff to where these people they can go do these these things that actually have these fucking problems and rehabilitate them in a real way, because right. I, I I I just. I feel like it's a crazy thing to just go to rehab or prison. It's, 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 it's fucking crazy, man. Like to take a human being and just put them in a cage until they sweat out their fucking, their grand theft auto addiction, their fucking drug addiction. It's, it's insane. It's a weird thing. Someone, someone uh, told me um, is it's the same thing. Like if, if they made rape, I'm not, then I'll, I'll pump the bricks. I'm not advocating for, for rape or anything like that, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like if I think there's some, I think we've at least evolved to some understanding of what right and wrong is. And, you know, I think there's certain things I think we can agree on. Like if they legalize it, you're not going to have an influx of, of people doing these things. Right. And the only reason I didn't say legalization is I think legalization getting, people on board with that is a little bit more difficult right because you're obviously got some people that are like there's no reason heroin or meth should be legal yeah but honestly if you legalize it too another benefit that i think people often don't think about is now you don't got to worry about getting your shit from some drug cartel dude exactly, who, exactly who could, dude. and it's, who could have cut bad. your heroin with fentanyl or is yeah. not giving you fake percocet it's bad all you got to do is buy the little pill press and get the little coloring and you we know, should like, and we should feel guilty and horrible because if you think about it, we are responsible. Our policies and laws are what's killing our citizens. What's what's really budget? We're we're pretty much allowing th- this this entity, this drug cartel entity, to exist. So, and it's and it's our it's our fault because of our policies. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's right. It, if that makes sense, like we should take some form of responsibility and say. Well, maybe if we changed our policies, we wouldn't have this problem. And you're only crippling your neighbor because now you have a giant crime syndicate to the south of you, and it's fucking up their economy. It's fucking up their world. Their their politics are corrupt and fucked because of it. You know, like there, it's and yeah, it's 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 a fucking mess, man. But I wanted to also say when you're talking about the private. Uh, um, um, the private privatized uh, prisons and all that stuff like absolutely no that's it's it's horrible dude i don't know how in how that even became a thing or how most americans just turned a blind eye to it i was like yeah that sounds good you know we'll vote on that let 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 joe schmo just you know open up his own his own prison dude it incentivizes people going to jail why do you why would and how can you sleep at night knowing like i make my money I make all my money um, getting, keeping, getting and keeping people in prison. It's sick. Mm-hmm. It's sick, dude. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Right. And, and I think what people like kind of don't realize with that too is like, we also live in a very connected world, right? Like we can find out anything like that, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't know what to do for your phone. Just go Google it and yeah. it'll probably tell you exactly what you need to do, right? You don't mm-hmm. know what's going on in Ecuador right now. Go hop on Google. YouTube University, baby. Articles will pull up, right? Yeah, YouTube University, right? You can do, you can you can find out information like that. Whereas back when, now I don't know the history of private prisons. That's not anything yeah. I particularly find interesting, so I don't yeah. know. But what I would have to guess, 
is it happened at a time when the government was like, okay, we're spending a lot of money just keeping these people, like running these prisons. And they were like, it would probably be better if we could just contract it out, right? Mm-hmm. And because the American public back then was not was not connected, right? Like you maybe knew the 30 people that you interacted with on a daily basis or, or whatever that number may be, mm-hmm. but no one really knew and, and nobody was really able to see all these negative consequences of it. But now that we have Facebook, Twitter, you got email, you can call someone, you know, from yeah. anywhere you're at. You know, it, it's much easier for people to be able to see, like, oh, that is a problem. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. that is kind of fucked up, right? Whereas back in the 50s, 60s, when I'm sure private prisons were already probably yeah. a thing, people were like, oh, it's just prison. It's yeah, just what it is, right? Yeah. You know, it was like, whatever, whatever the radio or TV told you, it was just, right. that was it. Yeah, because that was the extent of the knowledge you could get unless you were willing to go to the the, the local library. And your local library happened to have a book on. You really hey, had to fucking become educated. Prisons are fucking terrible. Yeah. But now you can just go on Google and find eighty thousand articles about why mm-hmm. private prisons are terrible. Yeah. And, and it's just much. I think information being so much more accessible to the everyday person is part of the reason that we're seeing the the argument against private prisons is really starting to pick up. Yeah. Because it's so easy for people to get informed on it now, whereas, you know, twenty thirty years uh, before this, like. You basically had no access to it because there wasn't Google, you know. Yeah. Like all these things just allow for people to be able to really see the full picture. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing how we've evolved to this level of information. Like, I, I can't remember, and I'm gonna fuck this one up too. It's like we can absorb more information in one day than a fucking person from that lived their life from like 1900 to 1960 could absorb or something like that in their whole life or it's, it's something to that degree like yeah. it's 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 insane it's, it really is and i feel like it's also become very misleading and it, it's a little bit of sensory overload sometimes like i mean i'm sure you felt it there's some days like if i'm fucking around on my phone or like 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 watching youtube videos and just going through the motions like sometimes like at the end of the day when i've done and absorbed a lot of info like my brain is just like oh, dude, i gotta i gotta i'm done like, I can't yeah. even watch cartoons. I can't even watch TV. I can't, like, just, dude, I gotta go to bed. Like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, like, for sure. For sure. But, um, yeah, man. And, you know, to bring it back full circle, too, like, we're talking about private prisons, right? So, like, you know, um, COVID, right? To, to back to what we're talking about, COVID. Like, what, what's that? You know, like, you didn't shut down prisons. You know, you shut down school, but you didn't shut down prisons. That's a yeah. little conundrum, isn't it? Like, yeah. you social distance these these human beings that you keep in a fucking in a fucking cage, like like yeah. and a little like ten by four cell with another dude, yeah. And yeah. and I and I didn't hear a lot of I, I didn't hear a lot of issues, um, or where I haven't heard the news or anyone reporting for that matter um, about all the bodies showing up from COVID from the prisons. So that's a little suspect. Um, What's that? That's 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 kind of fucking with me. I just thought about that saying when when you uh, when we started talking about the prisons, like and thinking like, wait, what? Like, because I remember hearing something like, I, I, it was like whispers. It was like brief. Like it may have came across some news station about like, oh, well, the prisons are doing great for whatever reason. And they probably, you know, that that could have been just a little seed there. 
I'm not trying to sound conspiratorial or anything. No, yeah. Well, I mean, that could have been like a little bit like, hey, don't worry about this. Just hey, they're good. They're good. Just keep yeah going. More yeah, trouble. No, well, I, mean, I mean, you look at it and like some prisons have even told people, okay, you can go home on house arrest because really maybe COVID at that prison is so bad. But like, I remember this was like the big one that I thought was really funny, right? You know, you know who Joe Exotic is, right? The Tiger King. Yes, dude. <laughs> You know yes, how he's down in like I think he's down in like Tarrant County. Someone told me, I guess. No like, way. That's what someone told me, and I was no like, No way, really? dude. I was like, I was like, there's no way. I was like, he's in Tarrant County, bro. I was like, should I go visit him? <laughs> dude, I would, bro. But, uh, but no, apparently he applied to get like home release until like COVID was over or whatever, mm-hmm. and they denied, they denied him. <laughs> dude, that's nuts, dude. That's but nuts. yeah, but apparently some people have actually like gotten permission to like be on basically house arrest because good the prison they were at had got so affected by covid that it was like okay that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a uh like a violation of your basic human right to make you be forced into a box with all these people who are probably just going to give you a virus that you know could potentially mm-hmm. kill you right like mm-hmm. so it, it's very interesting and i'm sure private prisons especially are like nah we don't want to do that because if that guy gets to go home where's your money coming from because you can no longer claim that guy as part of the reason you're open because you're not doing anything for him anymore <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a very interesting um very interesting time to be alive and, and seeing how different parts of the world are dealing with different things and that's that's a it's it's not a net like especially with covid it's not you know take away covid it's it's a weird in my mind it's a really weird thing to put a human being in a box and tell them like, hey, guess what? You didn't cut out for society uh, what what we had uh, laid out. So you're just gonna sit in this box until you're dead. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, kinda, it's weird. I don't know. And 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 what do I know? Yeah, no, it, it, it it's really strange. It's just I don't know. I think COVID has really also put a lot of other things in perspective for people, right? Like. You kind of realize, like, okay, yeah, yeah, this shit is fucked up. But it's also like, I think it's also showing people, right? Like, it's not a, it's not an easy fix. Like, we're gonna have to really sit down and we're gonna have to figure it out. Like, there's a lot of problems, and it's not like these problems are new, but we now have something that has kind of made people more socially aware of it. I, I don't really know what like the best way to put that would be, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like. I think, it seems I think like it's a, this really brought a lot to the front. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I, I was gonna say I think it's I think it's a good thing. I know it was it's 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 hard to say that. It, obviously, it's not a good thing, but I think it's a good thing in the sense that it's it's brought people to that awareness, or it's I think I think it's starting to, and I think I think it already has with some some people that how finite life is and how. Um, you know the government can't just bail you out, dude. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it's it's a it's um it's yeah, and and I have hope in that. I guess like I think in in realizing that that people will start to appreciate things more. And you know, I actually thought that honestly in the beginning. I was kind of annoyed. I didn't really know, dude. It was fucking weird, dude. I was like in the in the middle of the desert training, and I was so removed when when this shit was hitting the fan. 
like shit was hitting the fan. I was hearing about people buying guns, and I, I don't even know if I could really talk to all you guys in the Stakey Boys chat at the time, but like I was so removed from it, like I was confused, and I had no like I didn't really have good service out there, so like I could barely like text and shit like that. So like it was just like like we were hearing what was going on, but we were like, what the fuck? Like it was like little little bits tidbits of information, and then I get back, and it's just it was like what the fuck is going on, dude. And I remember, yeah. dude, and this is when I honestly, this was before George Floyd, George Floyd. And, you know, that, that really changed the whole direction of everything. But like, I remember I was with uh, my buddy, Mikey, uh, you know, Mikey, I think, did you ever meet Mikey? He's got the long hair. No, no. He's, um, he used to have long hair. Yeah. He used to. Wait, what's his last name? Hoffy. Oh no, but I've heard a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a crazy dude. He's a great guy. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Hoffy and his his wife, we uh, I remember there's this one time it was during during COVID, and of course there was like all these these rules, man, that the us us military personnel had to follow. But I remember we got together one one day, and this was before George Floyd. There they all these flowers had grown up on the mountain. It was beautiful. These poppy yellow poppy flowers. And there was all these people out there, like out there walking around and they're social distancing and walking around. And we went out there, all of us went out there and it, everybody was so fucking friendly, man. Everybody was just so happy to be outside and be, and it was like a conundrum. It was like, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Like a once in a lifetime that like the, I guess the poppy flowers, they, they, they won't grow like this. Like it takes like such a perfect things coming together for them to grow at this scale that they grew and they and like people were saying they won't grow like this for years and years and years so we were all out there walking around all these fucking beautiful flowers and with all these other people from el paso and it was just special man that everybody was so like i said so friendly and it was we just felt that you know people were, were kind of like in this shit together type mentality and so appreciative of like like when we'd be walking past people, people saying, Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. How are you doing? Enjoying the weather? Blah, blah, blah. Right. But then it all went away as soon as this, this shitty incident with George Floyd happened, man. Yeah. And like that, it just went back to being shitty to everybody again. And like people fucking like everywhere you go, Walmart, fucking everywhere. Everybody's fucking like, just get the fuck out of my way. Don't talk to me. People stopped engaging. And I think honestly, this doesn't go on forever. I don't. Obviously, I don't think COVID goes on forever. But I, I don't. I think at some point we come together as a country, and I think as I think this is going on in a lot of Western uh, uh, societies. But um, which is another whole other interesting thing too. Um, I'll, I'll touch on that here in a second. But I think I think we come come together at some point and we get back to that early days of what it was like in COVID realizing like, Hey, life is finite and we're in this shit together. And you know what? We gotta, we gotta be good to each other. We gotta take care of each other. But, um, the, uh, what was it? The, um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. Fuck. What was it? I just said it. I said, I'll come back to it. What did I say? Back to it. I said, the it no, not the poppy flowers. Fuck it. Fuck it. Something, <laughs> something, something to do with um, COVID. George Floyd. What was it? Like the divide that 
like came up after George Floyd or hmm. no, it's obviously not that important. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not that important. Fuck it. I'm just gonna let that shit die. I don't know where it went. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um I think I think it's it's um I'm gonna and you know what's funny, I'm gonna re- rewind and listen to this part and I'm gonna be like, fuck, that was it. <laughs> I remember now. But fuck okay, it, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I'm an optimist. You know, I, I, I believe people are genuinely good. I think some people have bad circumstances, and I think people, you know, haven't had the experiences that I've had. That's uh, got me to where I'm in in life. And you know, I think, um, dude, I'm just a regular dude. I'm, I'm trying to figure this shit out just like everyone else. I'm not special. Um, I don't know what the I don't know the answers to life and all these problems, but I I do think like you look at what we've accomplished, man, so far as just fucking highly intelligent apes. We've done some pretty cool shit, dude. Like like cities are marvels, dude. Like you look like you look at the fucking pyramids, and then you go look at like downtown uh fucking NYC. Like that's that's insane, dude. It's it's awesome. It's awesome, dude. It's it's incredible, dude. I, I used to always watch those people are awesome videos where they're like fucking doing backflips on surfboards or you know, <laughs> Red, Red Bull. Um, I, I, I grew up on watching those videos and you know, those, you know, we just from that aspect. And then you, you look at going to the moon and really, there's a lot of people that I, I dude, I hope I get to talk to someone that doesn't believe in that. Do you, do you believe that we went to the moon? No, I definitely believe that. I mean, Here's what I'll say. Dude, There's a chance that maybe we didn't, but yeah. I would say 95% sure, at least 95% sure, we've been to the moon. I I, I feel like I, – I just don't feel like that's a lot. Yeah. But, uh, there, I mean, it could be. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's not a chance, but yeah. I would say way more likely than not we have been to the moon. Yeah. It's – it's dude, it's – yeah, that's a, that's a whole other tangent, but more or less uh, – fucking dude we've we've done a lot of amazing things starting from being small little tribes and i and i read this book called sapiens dude it's it's a hard fucking book to read um i'd recommend audio if you ever read it but it pretty much it it lines it it outlines going from being just a regular human and and it talks about sapiens and um, Neanderthals and why Neanderthals didn't make it and then it just slowly as you go through the book progresses to where we are today and as you're going through this thing you're just like all the events that had to take place and things that we have conquered and gone through are absolutely incredible it's it's insane that we've made it and and in that same light there's so many things that could have turned out differently so many things that could have turned out differently like you could like it, it lays out the example of like religion, for example. Like it, it says, you know, we could it, we we could have very well ended up in a world where like the predominant religion was Muslim, and a Westernized no. society was a Muslim, um, predominantly Muslim, and that's that's very interesting if you think about it, because people really tie their their life and ideology and everything they believe in to certain things like that, but little like could it have been another way and what does that world look like and it's it's so interesting um we're so critical of ourselves where we're at right now in this particular moment but dude like 
like I don't know, like like kind of like I said, dude, I'm I'm just a regular guy. I'm trying to figure this out, dude. Like it's it's yeah, you know, do we have some shit wrong with us? Is is something going wrong with the police? Yeah, is medicine and cap, cap is what's better, social medicine, uh, or is it better in a capital system or private prisons good or drugs? Like, should drugs be legal? Should they not be legal? The cartels are bad. You know, we could go on forever, but you know what? I we're 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 doing all right. We're not doing too bad. We have some shit that's wrong, I think, and I think this this coronavirus has really you know, put a lot of things in perspective. I know it has for me. And I think, I think it's doing that for a lot of people. And I think nothing but good things will come from this and it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be okay. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And I don't know what you were saying, like about how like we, you know, Western world could have been Muslim, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's like, you think, like you think about like, you have, you have the conflict of Israel, right? Like, you got some people who are like, yeah, we're totally for the nation of Israel being a thing. And then you've got some people who are like, fuck no, get rid of that shit. Give the Palestinians their shit back. But like my degree, right? I have a, I have a certificate in what's called Jewish and Israel studies, right? Mm-hmm. And basically all the classes I took for that were like ancient history classes, basically where we read the Bible. That's dope as fuck. And then we looked at it from purely a historical perspective, right? Like, yeah, we're not looking at it to learn what the Bible tells you as a Christian or a Hebrew or or a Jewish person or mm-hmm. whatever, right? It's looking at it more as a historical thing. And if we're being honest, this is probably going to offend people, but go go on the internet and try to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. The people who currently claim Palestine, like Palestinian Muslims. Mm-hmm. They showed up after the Jews were there, right? Like, historically, that's how that went. <laughs> the Jews mm-hmm. were there for a while. They were doing their own thing. I mean, they built, like, two different temples mm-hmm. in, in Jerusalem. And then the Romans showed up, pissed off the Jews. <laughs> the Jews revolted. They took down the second temple. So now you all, all you've got is, like, a wailing wall, right? Mm-hmm. But then we have this issue of, like, Jews aren't allowed to go, like, anywhere. They're not allowed to pray anywhere in Jerusalem except for the wailing wall and it's like yeah it probably wasn't fair that we just let them go back randomly in 1945 after that hadn't been their place for so long yeah but they're not so much different from palestinian muslims like really the only thing that is different in them is their religious beliefs but a a jewish person a, a christian and a muslim they all get covid they're all liable to die from yeah. it, right and i think that's yeah. one Fuck thing yeah, COVID is really showing us is that yeah, we have these differences that certainly make us different, but at the end of the day, we're all kind of the same. Yeah. Death like, doesn't give a fuck about your ideology. Right? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Death, death, we, we all can fucking die and be cut open the same fucking way, dude. 100%. I feel, I, I feel the power in that, for sure. And so it's like, know, it's a humbling thing. It's a humbling thing when, when you realize that shit, when that shit hits home, and I think it hit home for a lot of people. They realize, oh, we we all die the same way. Fucking borders and lines and all that shit got fucking that shit went away for a little while because they. Oh yeah, no, a lot of people understood that shit. Here, I'm still listening. I just gotta move my charger over. No, you're good. I'm actually gonna my my cat wants to get out, so I'm gonna let him out real quick. Yeah, my bad. I did not prepare for this. Here we go. 
All right, we're good. Okay. I don't even know what we're we talking about. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Uh, people's differences. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's one thing. Hopefully, people are are starting to realize is that like. The things that make you different overall, are are, are much less, not not nearly as big, as the things that, you have in common with everyone else. Like your religious beliefs, your political beliefs. Like, yeah, those are two very important things, and those definitely help define who you are as a person. But at the end of the day, you're still nothing really about you is different from anyone else. You are, you're the same, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're all in it together. Whether yeah. we whether we feel the same about it or not doesn't matter. We're still in the same situation together, and we should probably get together and figure out what's the best way for us to deal with this, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with just having conversations, man. We got to start talking again. We got to start like figuring out why the police act the way they do. We got to start. We like we can't just leave it up to governments to decide for us like what's right or wrong, like how things, how money is spent, how things are done. Like we need experts on ground. We need people to start talking and, and discussing ideas. Like it's it's a shame that we've gotten to 2020. And you know, when I was a kid, I'm sure you too, we used to be able to go outside and fucking ride our bikes and then come back late as fuck. And you know, it. it you, you don't we don't live in a society that does that shit anymore we live, in a yeah. so, we live in a society where we just you know i'm not knocking on other parents um but you know we live in a society where parents like they don't really deal with their kids they just fucking give them an ipad and put on some cartoons and to distract them so they'll stop crying like we're retreating man we're starting to mm-hmm. retreat and it's coming to a close i think really soon I really do. I think I think a lot of things are coming to a close, and there's being more nuanced ideas of of becoming more of a community and discussing ideas and talking shit out and realizing the ego is a fucking death sentence. And all those ideas, like I said, all those ideas you have, they don't mean shit because we all die the same. So they don't mean shit because we all die the same, right? So I think a lot of this stuff is coming to an end. I don't know when. I think there's bigger events ahead, and I don't know, but I, it, surely it has to. Sure, surely, um, and and I keep saying, dude, I'm I'm stupid as fuck, but like I I I don't know, like I just feel like the way to to continue to pro- progress and like that's that's what it's about, right? Like we 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 want our kids to be better than us and their kids to be better than them, and it seems like we're always building and innovating and you know coming up with a newer iPhone. And the, oh, the new iOS uh, came out, and this and that. Like, I mean, it seems like we're constantly advancing as a as a society and as a hyper intelligent ape. But uh, like, um, I I just I feel like that 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 has to be part of the equation, right? Like, you know, dealing with all these these issues and starting to listen to each other. Surely, surely, it has to be part of the equation. And how we go about doing that, I don't fucking know. But it it has to be. Or what events lead up to that? I don't know. I thought COVID was going to be it, but apparently not. <laughs> you know, apparently, yeah, clearly not. <laughs> apparently, that COVID, like you know, the whole fucking world possibly, you know, fucking dying from, as Trump calls it, the China, China, the China virus, China, 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 the Wuhan, 
Yeah. Wuhan. <laughs> dude, he's dude, he's I, dude. I tell people this all the time, like all my li- liberal friends, like dude, how do you not think this motherfucker's funny? Like I know you hate him, like I get it. Like, no, he, he I, like this dude delivers punchlines though, like fucking like. How do you get on? Like, dude, he was talking about George. Uh, uh, you know who George Mazdaval is? Fucking the dude. Uh, UFC. Oh, Mazdaval, the, yeah, dude. the dude who looks like, like riffraff. Yes, dude. Dude, he was talking about him the other day and was just like, "Oh, uh, my my buddy George. You know, he's he's a good guy, great fighter, great fighter." The other guy, what was it? He holds the record. What was it? Two seconds. You knocked that guy out. He was supposed oh to- yeah, when he flying knee uh, Ben Askren. <laughs> yes, yes. Trump was talking about this, talking about it, and just like. Hey, he's a loser. He's not a good guy. He's, uh, I thought he was uh, probably a good guy, but hey, you're better. It's just, dude, like, he, he delivers, like, yeah. <laughs> Trump delivers these comedic, like, like, punch. No, he's, he's fucking like, I will, I will say that. He's definitely a funny son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> the man does have, sometimes you just hear some shit he says and you just can't help but laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, 100%. Dude. It's like, dude, and you wonder why MSNBC and CNN play Trump so much, dude, because, like, he brings in those views, dude. Like, when this motherfucker yeah. starts talking, people start listening. They're, like, they're right. captivated. He's a showman, dude. He's been on television for years. Dude, mm-hmm. like, I remember the first time I saw Trump, I think it was, like, he was in a Little Rascals movie. He was, like, sitting in the stands with Whoopi Goldberg, dude. Like, dude, he's, 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 he knows what he's doing, dude. He's. Yeah, or, like, when he's in a Home Alone, and he's like, yeah, no, over there. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. Yes. Yes, dude. Dude. Yeah. We need to, we need to get the, we need to get some of the Stakey Boys to, well, I can probably do, like, a group one. Um, I think the yeah, issue. Yeah, you can do group Zoom. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to do that with the Stakey Boys. Um, I, I don't think it'd be good if we had, like, all of us, like, eight, six of us on here. It'd just be like, fuck it. It'd be too much, dude. Like, we would, we would, we would be talking over each other, and then we add in some drink and whatever other shenanigans. And, dude, it's going to get messy. It'll be a great time. But I think, we, I, think, I think we can still do that. But I think we need to, I think, maybe limit it to, like, four at a time, five at a time, something like that. Something, like, reasonable to where it's, like, we don't, we don't, uh, it's just wasted audio, so we can actually, yeah, use it. no, because I, dude, that would be fucking gnarly, dude. dude would, I think we'd have, I think we'd have some damn interesting conversations for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Or, not nah, next time you're up in, uh, next time you're up in the area, we should do like an all, we should do like an in person one, <laughs> yes, where, um, where you can just like set up the camera and then like we're all just like sitting around the table or something. That'd yeah. be dope, yeah. I, I'm, I need to get some more mics and stuff like that it's it's not too terribly expensive um but that's that's the big thing and i think once we get more mics it's going to be incorporating like a mixer and stuff so we can run all those mics into one feed and stuff like that but um i'll have to look into that and see what we can do to get that happening because that's something i want to do and that's the goal honestly long long term like Okay, so short term, like I don't give a fuck about anything or who I put on this thing, and if people like it or don't like it, I'm not gonna get into that mess. Like I just want to like put, like keep pushing out episodes and keep talking to people and having a good time, and um, that's so that's what all I'm gonna do right now. I'm just gonna push these motherfuckers out, and then long term, it's gonna be actually the only thing I really want is like it's not success, it's not like fucking sponsors, none of that shit. Fuck all that. Like I just want to have a place, like a legit like in my office to where like I can like have sticky boys there, you know, like, yeah, like we can, we can get buck wild and fucking (laughs) talk bro. Or like, 
whatever, dude. Like, uh, that's the long, that's the only thing I care about. I don't care about anything else as far as the podcast. No, that's dope. I'm with that's, you. That's, I'm totally that's, with it. that's the jam. And I, and it's so, dude, it's such a shitty time though. Like not, not, yeah. COVID, not COVID, but like not, and this isn't shitty at all. I, that, let me, I, I misspoke. It's just an inconvenient time to like really get the wheels turning on this thing when I'm about to be a dad in two days. Like I'm yeah. like super fired up about it and it's fucking awesome. But like, it's like, dude, like I can't do like this right now. So like, yeah. like after today, like I probably won't like do podcast stuff because tomorrow I'm just going to chill and hang out with the wife, make sure she's good. And then come Monday, it's baby time. And who knows? Who knows? I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm fucking clueless, you know? So we'll see how I feel. I'm probably gonna be tired as fuck the first like <laughs> weeks, month. But um, I was about to say probably more than a few weeks, but <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's gonna be rough. I, I mean, I've had to deal with some pretty uh, sleep, uh, um, deprivation, not deprivation. What is it? Sleep, uh, lack of sleep. We'll just say that because I'm I'm an idiot. So I've I've had to deal <laughs> with like work schedules being kind of stupid and like having to work 24 hour ops and then fucking sleep like two hours and then back on and then just go 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 running and gunning. I'm 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 used to that. It's not fun and um. <laughs> I think it will be a lot more fun though, in the sense of, I think I'm a little bit more prepared for it in the sense of I'm in the comfort of my home and I get to sleep in my bed and not do 24 hour ops and sleep in my sweaty clothes in the middle of the desert. <laughs> if yeah. That's what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the, the whole podcasting and that's, that's the problem too, is like, dude, I'm so fired up and like, I got some pretty cool people um, that, um, I'm 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 looking forward to talking to and getting on here that are a lot smarter than me more uh more or less and it's just not convenient right now. <laughs> so it's, it's like fuck it dude. But um it'll 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 paint itself out. I'm not I'm not gonna set any boundaries or standards of like, oh I gotta get all these episodes done now. So Yeah. Well I mean especially right now where you just you know, you're really just trying to grow the grow like your channel or your spot yeah. i guess is it a spotify channel is that what you would call it because <laughs> no, right this is going on spotify right no it's on both dude yeah. it's uh it's um it's already on uh spotify and apple music uh apple emailed me the other day and approved so it's up oh, there yeah so you can check it out on apple as well so i'm gonna put it up on both of those platforms and just kind of and, and i think it automatically goes to like google podcast i don't know anything about oh, that. yeah yeah I, I, the only way I watch my podcast is YouTube and uh, Spotify, so I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure out the YouTube bit. Um, that might take a minute because I know YouTube obviously is a is a big a big one um, that a lot of people use, and if people like it, I, I want them to have access to it. But yeah. we'll see. But speak, well, speaking about podcasts and Spotify, did you hear about what's going on with uh, Joe Rogan right now? Oh, dude, yeah, that's. I was just watching uh, another podcast. Uh, I was watching a few podcasts this morning of people talking about it. Like they're they're talking about the just the just the whole mess of it's the censorship shit. Like them wanting yeah. to say they want creative um, overlook to be able to edit and and splice uh, his audio and shit they don't agree with. And I'm just like, dude, and 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 that's crazy because that's the whole reason I started this too. Is because like I want. Like we're, we've been talking about this, dude, like we need to communicate again. We need to, we need to come to these middle grounds. Like I'm, I'm a hunt, dude, here's a, here's a little snippet, right. And we'll get, and, and we'll dive right into this too. So I'm, um, 
I had a, uh, a dude I worked with, right? And, and we, we, when we were in Korea together, he's my roommate and we lived together for nine months and we ran that shit. Like we ran our soldiers. Like it was me and him till, till the death. Like you, you weren't going to tell, you weren't going to play mommy daddy games with me. And one of the things me and him established early on in our work relationship was like, Hey dude, like I'm a piece of shit sometimes. You're a piece of shit sometimes. But look, and we and we and we rub each other the wrong way in the beginning. It was it was rough. But I told him, I was like, dude, you call me out on my shit, and I'm gonna call you out on your shit, and we're gonna just keep this thing moving, and and I'll and I'll listen to what you gotta say, and and as long as you listen to what I gotta say, and and as and once we had that understanding, dude, it was fucking smooth sailing, and you couldn't fucking tell tell our our soldiers couldn't tell us a single fucking thing. They weren't in charge. We were in charge. So it's. Right. That, but that's a whole other dynamic of it but it's the same concept right so like we gotta we gotta talk and when you start fucking limiting what people can say and and tell people like you can't work out your issues and talk things out because you have uh, radical beliefs that we don't fall in line with dude who the fuck are you to say that like yeah. what the fuck like who the fuck like dude joe rogan like let me let me ask you this i this is what i heard the other day do you do you think the world is a better place because um edison invented the light bulb uh yeah do you Uh, think (laughs) do you think the world's a better place because we defeated nazi germany oh 100 percent. do you think the world's a better place because um we fuck we 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 went to the moon i don't know just any any great invention do you think the world's a better place because of amazon right yeah no it's just, sure. it, yeah. So, so I think I think you know where I'm going with this. Do you think the world's a better place because Joe Rogan created the open forum platform that he has through podcast? Yeah, no, it's very important, right? Like, and, and you think about it, right? Like, uh, America is kind of built off that idea of like free speech and and being able to say what you feel like you gotta say, right? And yeah. to expect that everyone is gonna believe 100% the same way that you do is just unrealistic, right? Like you are a product of your environment, whether you want to admit that or not. Like, yeah, like the environment you grew up in and the environment you lived in, you're, li- you're currently living in the environment you maybe lived in as soon as you moved out of your house, like when you were 18 or whatever, like that all plays a role into how you feel about things, right? Like, yeah. And to expect that everyone else has had the exact same experience you have and that, that they're going to have the exact same ideas is just, it's nonsensical right like people are going to feel different ways and just because they feel that way does not mean that their opinion is less valid yeah it just means that they haven't had the same experience as you yeah and maybe their ideas aren't great maybe you their ideas might be racist or whatever but yeah if you allow them to say what they have to say and then they're willing to listen to what you have to say then you can usually get people to see that they were wrong or even yourself you can realize oh i look at this completely wrong I, mm-hmm. I, i've been missing part of the picture right like mm-hmm. like it, you just have to understand that not everybody feels the same way as you do and the only way to change people's minds is to have an open dialogue not to just sit yeah. there and be like you need to believe this this and this and this is the only way to believe just it to tell be like, hey, I, I see why you feel that way but look look at it from my perspective right like yeah. i think people don't like people are very unwilling to walk a mile in another person's shoes right yeah. like we we very much don't want to put ourselves through another person's perspective for whatever reason mm-hmm. and it, it's different for different people different depending on who you're looking at right like mm-hmm. it, people just 
I, I don't know. It's like people don't don't realize that their experience is not the experience of everyone else. Yeah, and and you know it 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 um so a, a lot of people I don't know know this about me, but when I when I when I was younger, um, high school into my first couple of years in the military. I was a more liberal democratic mindset type person when I was very young. And um, when I joined the military, that started to kind of shift my understanding of what that was. And, and it made, it brought to light what identity politics was because there's a lot of motherfuckers in the military. And I'll give a perfect example. I have a soldier. She is a Muslim. She is a, of African descent immigrant, and she is a pro Trumper. These type of people don't fit the bill if you if you get where I'm going. So they yeah no yeah usually those are not the usually you know you know she's huge on she's minorities tend to not like Trump. Yep, and massive Cardi B fan at that too. (laughs) Let's 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 throw that in there. So definitely doesn't fit the bill. Very very interesting, right? So when I started coming across these people, it 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 broke. I started to realize what identity politics really was, and I was like, oh shit, these these people exist. At first I was like, these motherfuckers are idiots. And then I was like listening to them and I was like, oh, well, these are actually really smart, like intellectual, they're hardworking people. So like, okay, I'm not going to discredit their ideas. What the fuck mm-hmm. do I know? More or less what ended up happening was I, um, started turning, I, I, I used to be very like, not a, an anarchist or anything, but I was like really pro, um, not really, but I was like against a lot of authority, I guess. And so you're then, more like libertarian. Yeah, life. yeah, I understood that. Like, I had to work within the system, I guess. But I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I was a lot more liberal Democrat. I wouldn't say liberal, but Democrat. And then I started like I used to point the gun at everybody and like say, "Well, your ideas are wrong," blah blah blah. And then I finally like came to the conclusion of pointing the gun at myself and tearing down my own ideologies. And when when that really started to transpire was when I started seeing it happening in college campuses when the a lot of the PC culture and saying uh, people saying what they didn't say and i heard something interesting when someone said well you got to think like you're teaching all these college students this and these are the motherfuckers that are going to be in your workforce in the next few years then what are you going to do and then that was like whoa like that makes sense that like kind of clicked in my brain like yeah i i get it now i think i get it like that is a very dangerous like um i was talking to sean the other day and i remember sean uh uh but I remember him telling me that when he was at UNT, his first year there, one of the first pieces of literature he got was um, uh, was some Marxist shit. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was just students walking around like, hey, you need to read this. Yeah. This, this yeah, is what's going to no. make make us better here at UNT and make us no, that, effective that, college students and go out into the world and make it effective change. And I'm That just, is some UNT shit right there. What? Like, that is par for the course at UNT. <laughs> I said, that's fucking nuts, man. I, when he told me that, I was like, dude, that's crazy, dude. Like, that's, that's, and you know how crazy that sounds to you? That sounds like, it's like the same thing, the crazy, like, not to knock on any religious people, but those, those, those crazy church going people that are like, you gotta, dude, I'll, I'll, let me tell you a crazy story. This, these, about crazy uh, religious people, dude. And this isn't a knock at, at Mormons, dude. Actually, uh, there's some re- – Mormon – honestly, man, Mormons are some of the nicest fucking people. 
They're very, hey, they really are. They are so fucking nice. They they might believe in some wacky shit and and you know I, and that I can't relate to, but it makes sense for them. And whatever they're fucking doing, it fucking works because they're 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 interfacing with the rest of the world that has contrary beliefs to theirs, and they're great people. So I'm gonna I'm right. gonna advocate for them if anything, mm-hmm. even if I think their shit's wacky. But here's here's great <laughs> dude. These the, dude, so this is 2011. I'm I'm shipping off to boot camp. I don't know what the fuck's about to happen, dude. I'm 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 just just shut the fuck up. Like here's the thing about boot camp. You gotta you gotta understand, right? When you're in boot camp, you don't do anything that will make you stick out. That's that's one of the number one rules. You wanna just fucking show up, be in the right unit uniform, right place, right time, right fucking attitude, and just do what the fuck you're told and move the fuck out. That's it. That's all. That's really all you got to do. You just got to show up and and not not stand out. And motherfuckers, there's, dude. I bet you it's a lot worse now because it's it's a different military from when I joined. But, dude, there was this guy, man. This is like day one or two, dude. So day one, and I, you you get off the bus and you're with your like actual assigned drill sergeants. And they're fucking yelling and cussing at you. You got motherfuckers throwing up, pissing their pants, crying. It's it's a shit show, dude. It's insane. It's dude, I loved every second of it though, dude. I dude see, and see, dude, I was a bad motherfucker, dude. I was I was like, dude, I I was laughing the whole fucking time, dude. And it made me a target. And I re- it clicked in real quick because dude, I thought the shit was so funny, dude. I was like laughing. I'm just like, dude. This motherfucker's throwing up, dude. And I knew it was a show because you know, like, that's not really them, I guess you'd say. Like, they're not really like a crazy motherfucker with a, a fucking hat screaming and yelling and pissed. And they're not, that's not really, it's a kind of a, a facade. They're just trying to fucking scare you. And I kind of caught on to that and it fucked me because I started laughing at everything and laughing at everybody reacting. And um, Drill Sergeant comes up to me, he's like, What the fuck is your problem? Like, you're a piece of shit, but you know what, Tallman? I'm going to make you a golden piece of shit. Get the fuck down. And just, and I, dude, I, I learned really quick. Okay, don't, don't laugh. Don't make yourself stand out. So here's what happens. We get attacked. They're fucking yelling at us. Everybody's thrown up, pissing, crying. I, I pick up on not making yourself a target really quick. We get all of our gear. We get into uh, our, like, barracks bay and... We put up all of our stuff. The drill sergeants talk to us and they say, all right, guys, um, you guys have about like 15, 20 minutes and then we're going to be back and we're going to start doing whatever the fuck we're going to do. I can't even remember. But this dude, as soon as the drill sergeants leave, this dude comes out and he says, hey, everybody, I need your attention. And everybody's like, okay, what the fuck's going on? And it's a guy that's in, in boot, with the, uh, boot camp with us and he goes, hey, I have the answers to all of our problems and what's going to get us through this. But I need everyone to pay attention right now. And he pulls out a fucking Mormon Bible and he starts preaching to us. <laughs> he starts fucking preaching to us about how we got to get right. And dude, I was just like, oh, dude, this guy's fucked. This guy's done. <laughs> He's not going to make it. <laughs> and let me tell you, dude, he fucking sucked, dude. He like all the, the, the crazy stories you hear about people that go through boot camp, all those crazy stories you hear. That motherfucker went through it, dude. That mo- he, he <laughs> like like he wasn't full metal jacket. It wasn't that bad. Nothing crazy. No crazy shit like that happened. But he was that dude that got fucked with, and he um he ended up getting like at one point he ended up getting punched in the face, and it was, <laughs> dude. But yeah, it's it's 
it's um it's uh yeah i yeah we're i don't even know how we got started on this at all but dude that's that's it's uh it's how did we even get started on this i think i just started going oh what were we talking about we somehow we were talking about like getting like maybe we're were we talking about just like Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know either. I just know for the last like five minutes. Oh, like, Joe Rogan. We we're talking. We, I know we we're talking about Joe Rogan. We we're talking about Joe Rogan and oh, and like censorship and censorship. like being able to express your ideas, right? And, Dude, like, we ended. We were on one planet and ended up on an entirely different one. <laughs> oh, for sure. Crazy. For sure. All right, real quick, I'm gonna go run to the restroom real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna take a pee break too. Okay. All right. So, and I, I just started thinking about this uh, as I got up, but um, you like rap music, yeah? Oh, yeah. A little bit? 100%. Yes, sir. So, I was watching I was watching this video earlier today, and I thought it was very interesting, right? Do you know who NBA Youngboy is? Or Youngboy Never Broke Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a video talking about uh, him, and I guess he's in a in a beef with like his label right now for uh, like exclusive ownership of like all his masters rights. Mm-hmm. And I saw a thing, and I thought it was very interesting because like I don't know if it's because just I've had a lot of shit going on in my life over the past like year or so or what, but like right now I've really been on almost like the sad boy wave, right? Like uh, sad boy is <laughs> probably my favorite group right now. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, uh, it. But, um, Ghost Mane. And uh, the dude in this video. Oh, go ahead. I said, you fuck with Ghost Mane? Tad bit. I like Puya better than I like Ghost Mane, but he's yeah. all right. Same. <laughs> Tad bit. I said same. Tad bit. But um, 
No, and they were talking, and uh, this dude was talking about Youngboy and how, like, I guess he's put out like three albums this year already, mm-hmm. and he started talking about how, like, I guess you know who Lil Peep is, right? Yes, sir. Dude, uh, honestly, well, uh, like, a lot was, of people... I guess his mom filed a lawsuit. I think, no, I think, I think there's a little delay. Go, just go for it. Oh, well, I saw apparently his mom actually sued his uh, his label, the label really? that he signed to. And her lawsuit was basically saying that, like, the reason he died was because his label was uh, propping him up. What she said was the, his label was propping him up with uh, drugs and shit. Yes. Basically, keep the little pee pipe train going. Yes, yes, so 100%. that way he would just keep pumping out this music, right? Mm-hmm. And he even referenced like a part of his one of his songs where he was like, he was like, something about the money or music make the money, but like, but pain makes the music, right? Yeah. And her whole basis for her lawsuit essentially was kind of going off that that like they were using his like his emotional pain or whatever he was going through. And the fact that a lot of people, I'd say myself included, because I love Lil Peep, yeah, like we're really just willing to buy into that, right? Yeah. And that the label was feeding him these drugs and they could just make yes. so much money off of him. And if you look at it like dude, that's the same situation that ended up happening with Juice World, right? Like Yeah. Like there's been plenty of interviews with like his his girlfriend that was his ex before the new girl. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, the reason I broke up with him was because all these labels would just give him lean. Like, they were just giving him lean because yeah. they knew that he would take it. Like, yeah. And, and it's really he, interesting because, like, and what this the guy in the video was saying was that, like, these, la- these labels now, it really just seems like are trying to take advantage of all these people who are struggling to deal with their newfound fame because people really enjoy the music they make. Mm-hmm. And they're enabling these people's poor habits that mm-hmm. are going to lead them down a very destructive path. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting, and I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, it's it's a dude, a hundred percent, dude. And we've and this isn't new shit, dude. Like, um, the the we've been doing this to rock stars and famous people for a long time because they're, uh, you know, you you may some people may not want to hear it or believe it, but there is something when it comes to, and it's a niche group. It's a it's a really niche group of people, but there's something that happens with some creative minds when they're under the influence of very dangerous substances. And when you, when you got a million dollar baby on your hands, you just keep pumping them full of shit and you just keep feeding that thing. And then dude, and and he was known for this man. Peep was known for this. And I watched this video dude of like this legendary performance where they had him all fucked up and he was like, I don't think I can go. I don't think I can go on stage. And they're like, peep, you gotta go, bro. You gotta go. And he like gets up out of nowhere and he goes on stage and he's like, like fucking just, you can see dude in the video, you can see he's just done. He's out of it. And then the beat drops and he just comes alive. He comes alive and it's, it's extraordinary. dude. It's, it's insane. Absolutely insane. It's, it's remarkable. It's commendable almost in a fucked up way. It's, it's like, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And dude, people will go. Yeah. To Cause you're like, no, no normal human being is able to go mm-hmm. like that when they're that fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and it's it's a dangerous it's it's people will do dangerous things for money man people will do very dangerous things if you dude it's yeah it's it's a it's it's really sad man it's it's disappointing because i mean you've seen it with musicians like i said these aren't old things like elvis presley was very controversial and you know they the the record labels were feeding into that they saw dude this guy's selling selling tickets and selling out dude let's keep pumping him full of fucking let him keep fucking shaking his hips and doing crazy stuff it's no different yeah and, and elvis died no yeah and I, I think it's very interesting yeah yeah, well, I mean, look at Jimi Hendrix too. Like, mm-hmm. because yeah. I, you know, rap certainly, rap certainly glorifies like doing drugs and yeah, doing very you know negative things more than probably any other type of music does. Now, that's not me hating on rap. I love rap music. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's interesting when you can look at people like Future, who, and when you think of Future, you think of the Double Cup, right? Like, yep. But you look at Future and you think of like DS2, right? Which is like what everyone pretty much universally agrees is his best album. It's mm-hmm. literally nothing but him talking. Of, it's basically a, a love letter to Codeine, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at him, I think a couple of years ago, he was like, he's like, yeah, I really do feel bad about making DS2, to be fair, because he was like, I feel like for a whole generation of kids, I told them that this is something that is acceptable to do, like, yeah. that this is an okay thing. And he was like, I had to get out of that because it was not going to lead me somewhere productive. And I know him and Juice World made an album and I guess whenever they like first met, Juice World was like, "Yeah, man, thanks. DS2 inspired me to try lean." Like, and <laughs> I never really thought about it like that. Like, no, but it's true, right? Like, yeah. rap is very popular today, more so than it probably ever has been. I really feel like. Oh yeah. And I think people like Lil Peep and Juice World have really brought something different to that by essentially creating like emo rap music. Yeah. Which even more is beneficial to the drug scene because if you're emotionally fucked up, you're way more likely to go do hard drugs than you are if you're in a good mental state, right? Oh, yeah. And and I just think it's interesting to see how some of these artists who are are much farther along in their career have now gone back and been like, yeah, it was worth it at the time because it made me a lot of money, but in retrospect, maybe the things that I was saying – we're not sending a proper message to like the youth, the people who are going to be listening to what I'm producing. Right. Yeah. And I just thought that was very interesting. Cause like, I mean, you look at like suicide boys, right? Like I think scrim is like over a year clean now. Like I don't yeah. even know. If, I don't even think he smokes weed anymore. Like yeah, he, just, he went and got completely sober, but like you, but you look at their songs and what are they talking about? Yeah. Sipping lean, shooting heroin. Like, yeah. like they're talking about some real major shit, you know? Yeah. But it's like, Maybe we need some music about like dealing with it accurately, but I think the problem with that is no one wants to hear that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what right. people are trying to listen to, you know. They want, <laughs> and so I just think it's very interesting how that's kind of evolved, and now we're starting to see people that are like, yeah, may maybe it's when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, man. I totally agree. Music's a, a, a really, that's another really um, conundrum there, fucked up industry, I, I think. Um, I watched a, like a whole documentary 
I think a few years ago from Jared Leto's band, 30 Seconds to Mar talk, Mars, talking about like how the record labels are just complete trash and they're, they're it's and and how they've because they've gone through a major change uh, with um, how music is done now. Like we do, like you don't buy CDs and, and records like you used to, dude. It's and that's what record yeah. companies were originally for. Like they were you went to a studio so you could get quality recording and then they made physical copies of your music so you could distribute and you had to fucking be like a, it was like a street hustle too. You had to be present like in the physical dude. I had a whole conversation with um, uh, Josh and Stakey boys about this shit. Like dude, when we were growing up, dude, like MySpace bands were like a huge fucking thing. And like, you didn't even have to show up, you know, like you could just be solely on MySpace and fucking have, millions tons of people just like bumping your shit on their on your their pages and not even have a single cd you know like the music industry has changed and because they i think also they've had to change and adapt to this new world of how we listen and interact with music in the less physical sense they've probably also gotten a lot more grimy dude and they've like they've gotten greedy and hungry and so when they see opportunity they're like fucking yeah no for sure for sure and i think i think you're right right like like the advent of like youtube and then eventually soundcloud like Mm -hmm. you don't gotta pay for music anymore like if you really don't want to i mean yeah if you want to listen to it without ads or whatever yeah you're gonna have to pay but yeah you can go find any song on youtube you can play it it don't matter you know like and sure. you know like i mean go, kind of going back to little peep like all little peep stuff he did on a laptop like in his be- in his bedroom like all yeah. that early shit that's all that was like like you don't really need to go find a recording studio anymore if you really don't want to if you have the drive and you're willing to sit there and put in the work you can do it in your fucking closet like 100 you know it's, it's you just don't like really this... need all that it's nice but yeah yeah it's 100 percent. it's just like this like dude i just have like a free software program on my computer and I got a fucking decent mic and I record this shit and literally like I go in and I, I learned everything through YouTube university and fucking dude, it's, it's easy. It's so easy. Anybody, anybody can do it super easy. And it with music. Cause I used to write music no, for sure. and you, you have the, the right, like the right stuff. You can, you can get on here and do a lot of stuff on garage band fucking you can even get free trials of stuff and just if you already have tunes cranked out you can just you can sample them on a free thing and then go and get the 30-day free trial on something better and then fucking get your music recorded and then just walk away you know um yeah yeah it's 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 changed dude a lot's changed it's crazy dude a lot that like i i don't even realize like the generation we grew up in sometimes until like I start talking with other people about it and start realizing like, wow, the world actually really is different. Like I, it's, it's a different world than when we grew up and I don't know what, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. It's not, it really does perplex me sometimes. Like in, in a lot of sense, like looking at my space, like I knew when I was uh, in high school, looking at my space, like I knew everyone was on that motherfucker it's like there's tons of people on myspace now there's zero but like the, it, it goes it goes it goes to show like i had this awareness of like oh this is something 
this this obviously is something big and it's going to get even bigger and then i watched it's like a whole fucking world went from myspace to facebook and like i'm watching like this is a huge thing but i didn't realize that how big it actually was like i knew it was big but i didn't understand like the like the gravity of what in that would become and what impacts it would have on the entire society from music to politics to pretty much every fucking thing we've talked about <laughs> it's, it's yeah well i mean anything like social media as it is too like it's definitely made it to where for some people i think this is definitely true their online persona is way more important to them than their actual who oh they yeah are, right like like I, we all know people that this is how they are in real life yeah. but then when they get on facebook twitter whatever instagram they're up here it's like yeah and for I sure it, and, and don't get me wrong i love social media i think it's i think it's the best thing in the world mm-hmm. but i think it's important for people to remember that like social media you should not be is not is should not be the most important thing to you unless you yeah. are an influencer or whatever and yeah. you actually have enough base to where that is something realistic for you i think a lot of people especially are just like they're putting shit out there and it's like bro you're gonna go get a fucking desk job that should not be <laughs> on there like you are not the person who can have that on their twitter i'm sorry that yeah. should not be what you're doing put your shit on private if you're gonna do that like i think it and i think that's more so with people that are like my age and a little younger because we definitely grew up 100 percent in the social media era because by the time we were old enough to really understand what it was and be able to use it it was already kind of a big deal right like like when all my friends started getting a myspace and that was probably a year or two before like facebook really started popping and i didn't use myspace because my mom didn't let me have one but i just remember like everyone was on it and like i would see people and like looking back at it now like some of the shit i saw was like wild as fuck that should not be you should not be putting that out there for everyone to see yeah and it's like it's some people just seem to fail to realize that like like that effect that's gonna affect you in the real world and while it's great to have a funny public uh, funny persona on twitter or instagram if you're trying to get a regular desk job or just a regular you know job that pretty much anyone can go out and get if they just are willing to put in whatever work that is like you need to be more aware of what the fuck you're doing because that can have negative consequences <laughs> later. Like, I mean, you look at all these pro athletes who get drafted and then you come out and it's white dudes saying the N-word on Twitter or saying calling people gay or whatever, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's a very bad look. And it's yeah. like, you were 14 when you were saying that, but people are going to take that as how you still feel today. Like, five six seven ten years down the road i think because it allows for the expression of ideas and it gives people a platform to to say what they want to say but mm-hmm. I, I often think people especially younger people they talk about things that it doesn't really have something like there's not really nothing to that and all it really serves to do is put you in a more negative light in everyone else's view right mm-hmm. for sure for sure. I don't know. Social media is like a very interesting thing to me. And I'm by no means am I an expert in that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never 
you know, like done anything more specific than simply be on it. Yeah. But it's a very interesting animal, right? Because there's a lot of good that can come from it, but very easily in the attempt to make something good out of it, you can put yourself into a poor situation. Does that make sense? hundred percent, dude. I, I, I feel you for sure. Hey, um, I'm about to, I'm about to wrap it up, but before I go and ask you one, one question and then we'll, we'll end it. Um, I'm a magic genie and you get three wishes. You can't wish for more wishes and they can be fucking as ridiculous as you want. You don't have to be serious. If you want to be serious and you know, want to effectively change the world, so be it. But if you also want to just, you know, wish for a fucking uh, cruise ship that you can just party on for the rest of your life, then that's cool too. It's three wishes. You can do whatever the fuck you want with them. What, what are your wishes? wishes? And I can do whatever the fuck I want with them. All right. So yes, first sir. wish I want, a billion dollars. Okay. A billion dollars just in my account, tax-free. Hell yeah. A billion dollars in my bank account. So I'm set up generationally wealthy. Two. Hmm. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um. Hmm. Two. UBI in all countries. So universal basic income in all countries. I think universal basic income is the future. Okay. Um, I think there are ways to do it that make sense. Mm-hmm. We just need to get the right leaders in position for that. So I would say UBI. So okay. would, because I think that would be the most effective social good that would be easiest to implement in America. So I would go for that because I feel like it would just benefit the most people. And then three, hmm. I'm going to go real cheesy with this one. A cure for cancer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, for real. Like, dude, when are we going to beat this thing, dude? We're never going to beat cancer, it seems like. Well, I mean, cancer is just so difficult because, you know, you got, like, there's so many different forms of it, right? Like, there's not just cancer. Yeah. Cancer. yeah. It's like, you've got lung cancer. And all these things are because are due to, you know, different issues. But yeah. we'll just say that. Like, a universal yeah. fix to cancer. <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, dude, um, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's It's been great. Um, hey, I appreciate you having me. If you ever want me back on, just let me. Dude, abs- absolutely. Um, we, I know, uh, I don't know if you've been noticing or not, we've had some bad, like, delay and in internet connection throughout there, but I think, you know, for the most part, um, it's, it's, I think uh, it's been okay, but, um, I do, I do appreciate it, and I will definitely have you back on, my man. Oh, for sure. I'd love to be back on. Hell yeah. Well, um, I'm going to let you go, and um, I'll talk to you soon. All right, player. Have a good one. You too, man. Holy shit. I can't believe it, guys. We did it again. We made it. We, we made it through another show. What an awesome time. Well, um, I'm going to get out of here, um, but a couple things before I go. I just want to tell you, um, I am not sponsored by anybody, but if I was, I wish it was Evian, because Evian is the shit. If you don't know what Evian is, it's made in the French Alps, and it's the most delicious fucking water I've ever drank in my life, and I love it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take a little sip right now. Delicious. Love Evian. Not sponsored by them, whatever. I just want, that's a, 
just something I want to put out into the universe, how awesome I think they are. Um, but anyways, yeah, um, my buddy, Kelly Brandon, she has her own charity called uh, Grace Within Me. She is so awesome, man. I love Kelly. She's one of my best friends. She's doing great things for foster children and homeless. You should go check out her charity. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. And uh, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Electric Sanga. This is what we do here, baby. This is us. This is us right now, right here, right now. Yeehaw. All right, cowboy. See you later.